boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> That's not bad. You just do a different catchphrase. Yeah. At the beginning of each one. See which one sticks. Yeah. <laughs> See which one sticks. American nerds. Hey guys. Hey y'all. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This week we talked. Shit. What did we talk? We talked John Wick. We talked, talked about the best season ever. Of we Game talked of about Star Wars. We talked about. What ba- do we not talk about Star Badinson. Wars? Badinson. Yeah, we talk about Bat Robert Pat. Pa- Robert Pattinson as Batman. As Bat Pat. I still can't. I still can't believe like. I, they just decided to drop that big ass news right the literally day after we recorded. I was sleeping. I was so, I was mad. so fucking tired. I was so mad. And then I got that news. We talked about Tom King. We talked about PlayStation and the Epic Game Store doing yeah. things that they probably might regret in the future. They, we talk about a lot of things. George R. R. Martin's going into ja- Japanese tits, so... Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> quite the world we live in. No, those dick physics are going to be insane, man. God, ill. <laughs> you know what I heard has a really good like physics with characters? That mm. Plague's Tale game? The one with the rats? That's new, a right? Really cool, like, a Plague's Tale? Fi- uh, physics. Yeah, it came out like recently. I've seen gameplay of it, but I haven't actually seen like, I heard what it great. was. What it actually is. But yeah, we talked about all that and more. All that? I love that show. You know, it's coming back? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's been back, hasn't it? No, it's coming back. Oh, it's coming back. Yeah, okay. I think the whole cast, is the whole original cast is coming in. Oh, Amanda. Um, no, not Amanda Bynes. No, not Is she coming back? Yeah, are you sure I about know, that? I don't know if she'll ever come back. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, hey, we're back though. Yeah. And you could hear us... Can you hear that? I can't because I have an ear infection. Yeah, you do have an ear infection. Yeah. American news. That fucking Ted Bundy movie is not like it's, it's, it's all right. Way to shift the conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we were talking about this earlier before we recorded. That's why. I, I mean, I, I'm guessing this is our fucking recording. Huh? This is our recording. Yeah, sure. American nerds. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I, feel like <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm having deja vu. I feel like I'm having major deja vu. It's weird because you recorded me in the middle of a conversation. No, 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 no. Like, like, like the, the way you're positioned right now, and like, I, I don't know. It's weird i mean we always sit up opposite outside each other jesus christ way. no it's an actual feeling of deja vu you fuck yeah i know <laughs> like <laughs> i'm just adding on to your confusion that's why What's that up? movie's all right i mean it's, i mean like it, it didn't look that good to begin with i, I it was just exciting because like zach Efron's in it. it's a weird thing i'll talk about that next week because i'm not done with it completely but like yeah definitely really wants to hide the fact that this guy was a fucking suicidal maniac well no homicidal maniac I like, mean, didn't he, like, rape any corpses or something like that? Yeah, he did. Not like you could know that from I'm the sorry, movie. allegedly. No, he, he didn't. He <laughs> did, obviously. Of, of course he fucking did. Like, they have a bunch of evidence to prove it. But still, it's just, like, they don't really make you think that. Apparently the documentary is great. Uh, Yeah, it's from the same guy, too. Like the tapes? Yeah. Yeah, and he also did Blair Witch 2. He directed that movie. Wait, what? Yeah, right? Talk about the, like, a comeback. Like, like Book of Shadows or yeah. something like that? yeah. You, know that, movie, that movie. you know that movie didn't have a book of shadows, right? Like it didn't have an actual book no, of shadows. No, I remember that nostalgia critic video. Yeah, there's no book of shadows. There's a weird instance of Queens of the Stone Age playing in the middle. I don't remember that. And it looks so cheap. And you actually see the Blair Witch. Yeah. And it's the stupidest fucking thing. They they had an action figure of the Blair Witch. Ew. 
Yeah, but that was for like the first one. Can't you see that also for the reboot? Apparently, you don't see the, the real Blair Witch. It's like it, it's like uh oh, so that was just like a crazy corpse running around. I have I've never seen that other one, the one that's just called Blair Witch. Um, the one by um this guy, uh, the one who directed Death Note. Fuck. Yeah, Adam Wingard. Adam Wingard. There you go. Yeah. I had so much hope for Adam Wingard for such a long time, but like he he's really like disappointed me. Well, I mean, give him a couple years. Hopefully, he'll do something good with Godzilla and Kong. I don't know. He is doing that. That's come out. That comes out next year. I don't know, man. Death Note was pretty disappointing. It was, but he was he worked, He did a pretty solid job on that uh, Cinemax show, Outcast. I haven't seen that yet. That's a pretty good show. That was a pretty. I haven't good heard anything show. about that. I saw that. Uh, yeah, it was so underseen. A bunch of Cinemax shows, except if it's not like Strike Back, or uh, wasn't the Nick on Cinemax or the Nick? Yeah, yeah. like are just super underseen. Like there's a there's a Bruce Lee show technically on right now. What the fuck, really? Well, it's based on the writings of Bruce Lee. So I have. I heard about no that, but I thought that that, I thought that was a movie. No, it's a show. It's a show. I think they were trying to make it into a movie, but I have no idea. I don't think this is a good way for us to start. This. <laughs> it's a completely fine way to start the comment, like like this episode. Oh, okay. Some interesting insight. Well, into... how have you been? Huh? Victor Calvo, co-host alongside myself. Raul well, you might as well Cruz. fucking dox me. Why don't you? When I get my social security, I'm kidding. I mean, this is just <laughs> how we always start each show <laughs> with a bunch of rambling. Hey, Raul Cruz. Raul, Ra- Raul no, 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 no. L. Cruz. Oh, you son of a bitch. RLC. <laughs> Sounds like a... VMC. Yeah. I wish your name was like David or something. Why? That way I could call you DMC. DMC. That would that would be Wouldn't so. Wouldn't that cool? be fucking sweet? That'd be fucking sweet. And yeah. I'm not even thinking Dumb May Cry. I'm thinking Delorean. Like, oh, I'm just thinking DMC. Like Dumb okay. May Cry. Oh, all right. Yeah. Two sides of the spectrum. I like Deloreans. That's huh? why. How are you, how have you been? Yeah. How's how's well actually? Yeah. No. Fucking. How's your week? Um, how's you? How have you been? My week has been stressful. Um, I've had you know school. It had to present uh project Jesus Christ. You started summer this week. Yeah, it's uh it, it it's been it, it's been it's been pretty easy to be honest. Like I I have a really cool professor. Um, I had some some of my uh some film uh fellow uh compadres in there as well. What film class are you taking? Uh, visual communications. Mm. It's really cake. The class is cake. Um, and we, we had to like present. Uh, I presented a scene from Lahane. Mm-hmm. We just had to present a black and white scene. And, you know, Lahane. How many times have you seen that movie at this point? Lahane? Yeah. I've seen it like three or four times. Damn. It's a fucking like. How, how much is on runtime? Hmm? Is it a drag or like is it pretty quick? To be honest, like it's like. Well, I mean, drag in the sense of like is it a long run time. I'm not saying it no, it's like an hour. Is it like like it's? I think I think it's like an hour and a half. Like it's really not too long at all. Mm. It's a really short slice of life type movie, mm. and like nothing really happens, but like it's still super interesting the way it's shot and, and like because it's really stylized. What year would that happen to be? Would that happen ninety five. Ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah. I don't know if that's considered like French New Wave or something. It like is. That. It I is believe. I believe. Yeah. yeah. I, I I have to read up more about. It that has era. all the characteristics. Yeah. And it's 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 a fantastic film. Um. But yeah, wow. We, yeah, this is just you know, ramble, 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 ramble for six minutes straight. People like that apparently. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, like. We should just make American Airs just a rabble podcast. We just talk about random stuff. I mean, we already do at this point, don't we? And not really. Like, like we we do sidetrack a lot. That's why. <laughs> but it's not track, like. But I, think, I, I think we've gotten forced. better. We've gotten better. Yeah. I don't know. 
I, I've always just wanted a podcast where I could just talk about just random. Just under three hours. Huh? Just under three hours. Make it three hours. Fuck it. All right. Rambling. Well, not today. Because I, I got to get rambling home quick. Rambling nerds? Rambling nerds. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new show. Wink, wink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wink. Uh, do you want to start off with your week or should I start off with mine? No, you go was... ahead. All right. Buddy. <laughs> Pow. All right. How was Batman versus TMT? <laughs> So I saw Batman versus the TMNT. How was that? The animated adaptation of the first. Is it great? Uh, crossover. It's all right. It's good. Hey, I like it. Is it better than what we've been getting? So here's the thing about me. Right, I I kind of dipped off a bit after like the DCAU movies. Uh, on the DCAU movies for like a little bit. I came back Killing here and there for pretty. some stuff. Killing Joke probably was yeah that was like probably the final straw for me. Such a bad movie. Yeah, I, I I watched like Justice League Doom before, and then I saw that one with Justice you. League Doom is fantastic though. I don't really care for it. Really, not not really. Not a big fan. Really, the thing is, like, I was just never a big fan of that story arc to begin wow. with. Wow, in the New Fifty Two, I the really like that movie. For that one, I don't really care for it. Like, there's some good bright spots in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, every movie does in a sense, but like, still, like, I I didn't really care for it as much. I thought it was very fine. It was wow, already there. I didn't know that. I think the only good part for me, at least the thing that has a lot of like entertainment value for me in that movie, is when um, Green Lantern gets his ass beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> I just love seeing that because it reminds me of regular show with the ducks. I just love the ending. So dude. funny. Oh, the ending's fine. Yeah, that too. Uh, it just, I, it wasn't. It's fine. It wasn't like I, I just, I wasn't impressed by it. Hmm. Then Killing Joke happened, and that was the one I needed it to be. You know, fantastic. I think that was just like joke. objectively bad. It, it's, it sucks because like if they didn't have those thirty minutes, those first thirty minutes in there, it would have been much better. Even and then, the like, thing is, it would have been a shorter movie. It, obviously, not only that, like, it, sure, it would have been a shorter movie, but like just what we get already is just like undone like choppy animation you know yeah like, uh, like to be honest like unenthusiastic roles like 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 voice acting from i'd say both parties like mark hamill wasn't at his best in this movie for some reason it sounded like they were just reading scripts off a page there was right? i didn't feel like there was a lot of nuance into it there was at no like in direction the origin for scenes i thought there were some but it's just like when it gets to the actual like meat of the story like when we get to the carnival set piece at the end of it like i just felt like it was just two people reading off the book literally it literally you know? like it, it, it felt like they the had ending no, such a fucking drop it feel like it hadn't they had no direction yeah it's such a fucking drop too with the ending that's not how well. i how i imagine the ending so like all in my head going into this one you know obviously i wasn't thinking it, it was going to be anything along the likes of like gods and monsters or under the red hood which is or like gods, New and, Frontier. Monsters, gods and monsters was another yeah. fantastic one i don't think a lot of people talk about that yeah it's a good one it's a really it's good a one. really good one but like you know those were those are what i consider the best of the dcau you know like those three under the red hood, yeah yeah new frontier is like it's new frontier like there's nothing that could top that for me i, love I haven't that seen that yet it's so good so good. You have it on Blu-ray, don't you? I, have, I bought it on a Blu-ray set. Yeah, like a steel cover. It's the Best Buy one. Uh, yeah. It? I think it was around the time. Dark like with all the characters? Died. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. basically the cover. Super nice. Yeah. Um, but I uh, I came into this, you know, I was positive about it. I came out liking it. I thought it was good. It still kind of has some of the same problems that DCAU movies have been having a little bit recently with the last couple of films they have, with some exceptions, obviously. Like, I think Justice League Dark was a solid one, but... I haven't said... Wait, uh, Justice League Dark is the one with uh, Batman in there, right? Batman and Constantine, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the other ones, too. But, like, I thought that one was fine. This one, it's... 
more or less a loose version of the first crossover series, which I really enjoyed. I, I got to reading up on that a little bit before watching it. And it's it's good. You know, like you, it definitely captures the spirit of the turtles and it captures Batman, you know, being, you know, brooding. A more campy Batman. Not really campy. The costume's really campy. It's just his, like, his attitude and everything. He's voiced by Troy Baker again, uh, who's actually, I think this is the first project where an actor has played both Batman and Joker in the same movie. Oh, seriously? Because he's doing duties for, uh, voice duties for Joker, too. I mean, he's a great choice for both of them. Yeah, he was really good in Arkham Origins with them both. Oh, no. Actually, he was really good as Joker in Arkham Origins. Yeah. He was not Batman in that game. No, um... But yeah, Roger Craig Smith. Uh, Sonic. Yeah. Sonic. Um, but he was, he was pretty good in the role, like... The costume's pretty campy because it's the costume from the first crossover, but other than that, it's pretty much, like, grounded, um, loner Batman. You know, like, I don't work well with the team, even though I have a literal family working with me. Because Barb's in it, too, and Damien's in there, too. Oh, it's it was, Damien. Yeah, it was a little bit weird. I mean, I could tell from the costume, but just, like, the voice actor for Damien didn't sound at least like Damien to me. Because when I ever think about Damien, I think of Damien with, like, a bit of an accent to his sure, voice sure he just sounded like a regular kid which makes sense but then you get to him saying like father somewhere down the line of the movie and i'm like okay yeah that is damien that is damien that's interesting yeah. yeah you have alfred getting pissed off at these fucking turtles running shit around the mansion do they like, do they mention like dick or Jason? no they they don't they mention bloodhaven like oh, okay. the, some people some places get set up for like bloodhaven and all that um i'm, I'm they're set up for a sequel for sure I'm not going to spoil why, but, like, it makes obvious sense. But it's essentially the Turtles team up with Batman and the gang, and they got to stop Shredder and Ra's al Ghul from Shredder mixing Joker Venom with the TCRI um, Shredder virus. and Ra's al Ghul, that's, that is such a power team. They're actually really cool together. That sounds like such a, f- like, force of nature. You think of it as, like, a classic you know, two villains rubbing off each other pretty well kind of uh, dynamic between the two. But it's it's kind of not like it's it's not in the best way possible because Ra's al Ghul is his own, you know, um, separate guy. And so is Shredder. So they kind of just like just add Dr. Diss at each other, you know. Yeah, they kind of just diss at each other and kind of like they, they both have like a God complex. So they're kind of just one upping each other just have, over how like have mega egos. Yeah. Over how like powerful they could be. You know, because he's got the shadow, uh, the League of Shadows or the Assassins, whatever you take, whatever people <laughs> prefer. And then uh, Shredder has the Foot Clan in this. So the thing that gets me a little bit like weirded out by it at, to- at times, the animation's fine for the most part. They play well with shadows and silhouettes a lot. They play with it a lot in this movie and it works tremendously well. I think like because DC- it just plays with like the colors of the bandanas and like the cowl and the eyes in Batman's costume pretty well with all the black that they're uh, putting on top of the characters. I feel like DC um, doesn't like, I feel like they, they underwhelm their, like their animation department because like Batman Ninja is such a great, like example of what, like, like good anime, what like an original take on like, you know, animation could do for a movie. I just I mean? think that's just the difference of studios. Cause that was the, like David productions. They were the mm. people who worked on Jojo's. Mm. Or the JoJo um, openings. I just feel so like, like DC need, needs to like um, commission more studios, uh, di- different different kinds of studios, you know, from different uh, you know nations or whatever to like make 
better content. Maybe they do. I've never read up on it as much, but I think it's just because of the scheduling of their movies that their movies tend to come up a little bit, you know, less than stellar. At least compared to stuff like... Yeah, they really pushed out. You know, their earlier stuff. You yeah, know, like Batman animated mm-hmm. series and all that. Because, like, think about it. You they get, like, a, a DCAU movie every, th- like, three or two months. No, no. Okay. Ev- like, quarterly. They have a different character. They have a different... Like, like they, I, I know specifically they always have to have a certain number of Batman ones, certain number of Superman ones, and then team ones. They've just been doing that. Like, I don't think it's it's a mandate or anything. But, like, we've def- the thing is we definitely get more Batman movies than ever. And I think we're getting another one. We're getting Hush later this year. I'm I, not really excited for that. I don't give a shit about it. It's yeah. in that same continuity that they were... That's also a problem I've been having. They're trying to I do mean, an uh, animated continuity. Yeah, they, they tried to make their own like animated universe, rebooted animated universe with the last couple of movies. And thankfully, they don't do it for this. This is straight up another like universe, another adaptation uh, separate from those events, which is great because they I don't want to see it be connected. But if they want to do that, they should just really stick to like the Young Justice universe, to be honest. Which they kind of do. They don't connect this to the movies, but it has its own separate DCAU as well. It's a strange, it's a strange situation going on there. But going back to the movie, I think it was, um, I I thought it was really funny at points. I mean, the turtles are the turtles. Darren Qu- Chris plays. Um, uh, Raph <laughs> and Kyle Mooney plays Donnie. <laughs> yeah, they have really weird like they they definitely make them look you know distinct from each other. Donnie has weird like dotted eyes at Dude. times that kind of makes them look a little bit like more cartoony or just more like geeky, I guess. And then Raph well, like- has a hu- like a huge scar in his eye, and it's um <laughs> the 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 coloring of his like turtle body. Is like it's kind of lighter than the rest of the other turtles for for Raph. Yeah, for Raphael, um, I liked it. We didn't end up getting the um, the this is where my parents died Raphael scene, but you get Troy Baker saying pizza a lot. Well, you get a it's lot of people saying time, pizza. Bla- yes, I love that scene so much. Like it, for context, he the the turtles are about to go off somewhere, and Batman's like, "Wait, you can't leave now." And Everybody they, looks at him super scared, seriously. They're scared. Yeah, and then he's like. It's pizza time. And he just he turns over and there's a bunch of pizzas there. And they just start having a blast with it. It's so funny that's seeing fun. Batman eat a pizza. That's like fun. that's such a funny little joke there. I love it. It's a nice scent. Like it it really did bring home like how this crossover works because they really are just a bunch of outcasts that group together as a family. You know, they depend mm-hmm. on one another. So when you have to the like they basically have to depend on another family to take down the bad guys of their own of um, their their common foes at the end of the day. I like that a lot. They, there wasn't too much death into it, but I thought it was a nice movie. I liked it a lot. I'm not really Well, gonna, I, I I liked it. I'm not going to check it out to be honest. Actually, the one con I have against it is that like, well, aside from some of the choppy animation at points, it gets unnecessarily um mixed in terms of its tone because they're like there's the goofy campy moments, you know, like having actual turtles talk to Batman or Alfred and Alfred being like, what the fuck is a turtle talking to me for? You know, like Alfred's so pissed off in this movie. I know. I, <laughs> he I, hates the fact that these guys are teenagers and they're like running amok in the mansion. To be honest, I prefer like Irish Alfred over like British Alfred. <laughs> What's Irish Alfred? Um, Isn't like, isn't the, the one from ba- Beware Gotham? the Batman? No, oh. isn't the one from oh, Gotham okay. like Irish? I don't think so. Beware the Batman had like a different kind of. Well, yeah, it Batman. was a, it was Alfred with guns. Oh yeah, yeah. that was <laughs> it like was military Alfred. Wasn't he bald? I think so, 
But he had right? a bowler hat, I think. I want to say he had a bowler hat. Yeah. But he was training Katana. That was a weird show. Beware the Batman was a very good show. I thought it was very weird. You didn't they, like they, it? They, I thought you yeah, liked it. It wasn't my cup of tea. I don't know. It was... It. I, I should probably revisit it soon, but it was... I, I was a little bit weirded out by it. They really fucked exactly. up by saying they're not going to bring in Joker or anything. Remember that? I mean, I, I understood that approach. But they shouldn't have the said that. Like, <laughs> I feel like that really, like... It down. was like a shot in the foot for them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I mean, they ended that series with Deathstroke yeah. showing up. That's so really that was cool. An interesting thing. But, like, the, I, yeah. I wish that, that that would, like, get picked up again. Yeah. Uh, so, this, like, this movie, the one problem I kind of had with this a bit was that, like, it just got unnecessarily dark and bloody at points. Like, so Batman's talking to a Foot Clan, and you literally see a sigh. Or no, a ninja star go right through a Foot Clan's head. Jesus. With blood and everything. You get a really... Okay, it's kind of cool when you see it. It is cool when you see it, but like I don't understand how it kind of like fit with the rest of it. When Batman meets the turtles, they fight, obviously. Because they don't know who they are. <laughs> and Batman kicks Raph in like um, knee first in the face. And you get a close-up of the blood just pulsating out of Raph's face. Jesus. When he gets kicked in the head. And I'm like, that's cool, but that came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting a lot of blood in this movie. <laughs> also, the f- there's a lot of weird furry designs in it, but whatever. It's furry like, designs? Yeah, because uh, some of the villains get mixed with the TCRI virus. And so you have um, you have Tiger Bane, and you have, um, you have Snake Joker. You have Big Furry Dog, Harley Quinn. It's really creepy. It's really weird. So actually, you liked the movie. I thought it was fine. I liked it. It was good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I re- well, okay. A thing I really, really liked, and this took me. This was like a commitment of like two years because I kept putting, uh, putting it off for a little bit. Was uh, Pluto? It's a manga by Naoki Urasawa. I'm looking up the name right now because I just want to do it justice. That by sounds that. familiar. It's based off the works of Osamu Tezuka, the creator of Astro Boy. Or in Japan, they call him Adam. Well, they call Astro Boy Adam on in the manga. Hmm. But the thing about Pluto is that it's a re-envisioning of, reimagination of the world of Astro Boy, specifically a specific, um, a critically acclaimed storyline in Astro Boy called The Greatest Robot on Earth. Yeah, Naoki Urasawa, written and illustrated by him. Um, he worked on stuff like Billy Bat, uh, 20th Century Boys. There's a um, anime adaptation of this other one, Monster. Have you heard of that one? This sounds familiar. Yeah, it's about a guy who saved a dude years ago. He saved the child years ago, and that child ended up becoming a serial killer. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, he, he works with a lot of dark stuff. So this one is definitely no exception to that. It, even though it's a re-envisioning of, of Astro Boy... This is very much played out like a detective mystery thriller that ends up having a lot more themes woven into it as the vo- as you progress through the volumes. It's eight volumes right now. Mm-hmm. It's a thick-ass uh, story. It involves a German detective named Geicht who works with the Europool, and he is investigating the deaths of uh, multiple robots being killed in a horrendous manner. The robots are all tied together because they were involved in um, uh, war in the like in, with Persian warfare mm-hmm. involving um, robots and all that stuff. A bunch of robot laws get played into this, 
I don't want to like spoil the rest of it because it you know it does get in, in, um there's more telling to that mystery li- the more you get into it later on the volumes but it's essentially this guy who is sent to this like find basically his comrades in the war all killed and he has to figure out who's been doing these murders and he the the guys the the murderer stages the deaths pretty horrifically the first one it's like it's this big looking mon- like definitely uh, definitely like um, astro boy looking character who has its head cut off and he's put like two little like devil um twigs near his head devil to, twigs what do you mean like it, it it's trying to invoke like a devil like devil horns okay but it's not like it's put aside his head like his head's decapitated and um they put it like aside his head to kind of mimic that and they figure out that the um, well uh, the, yeah they figure out that the murderer's name is pluto and he has to figure out what pluto's been doing and why is he doing this thing and how is he killing all these robots when they're essentially the strongest in the whole entire world mm-hmm. you know um it's a very complex and complicated um, mystery thriller that works in. It woves in, you know, all the stuff that I mentioned. But How you long? also mentioned, huh? How long? It's eight volumes. It's very. It's uh, it's pretty thick. It's like sixty four chapters, but like the, it's weird because you know when you read it like in regular like shonen format. It, I mean, those are subdivided into like longer ones. So essentially, it's like 154 chapters. Jesus. But fuck. when you read the volumes, they're, they they add up to like 64, 65 around mm. there. It's really interesting because you wove in the, the uh, Urasawa woves in stuff like that. And he woves in commentary on like warfare and like what is war and what does it cost, you know, to actually create peace. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things you wouldn't expect from an adaptation of fucking Astro Boy. At least what I thought, because I've never really like thought of Astro Boy that way. And I it's remember having vivid memories of Astro Boy. I I mean, watching I have, it on, on like Adult Swim. Yeah, I remember those little like black and white cartoons. Yeah. I've never read it, and then I remember the movie that came out, that CG movie from like 2009 or something. Oh, yeah, huh. yeah. I I can't remember that one as much. But um, with this one, I just found it really interesting because it's just, it's so dark, and it gets to a lot of emotional places. And the way I really like his work, I'm going to read his next one. Um, I'm going to read Billy Bat soon. But I really like the way he creates characters who essentially should be emotionless and lifeless, have so much Death. emotion brewing out of them. So there's like, there's a lot of robots that just have a regular analog robot face, right? They, they don't look like humans, some of them. And there's a scene with Geist and this robot wife who is uh, investigating his her husband's death. And th- you, it, at least when you think about it, it looks like it doesn't really have that emo- like emotion coming out of her. But like she really is kind of breaking down on the inside and you really feel it from the dialogue that um, Urasawa gives her. But then you just see like, you know, close-ups to her face. And what you assume is like a regular... Think like... Um, think like... K2SO. Yeah, something like that. Think like a K2 or think like a, a short circuit type of robot face, but less expressionless, you know, less expression with that face, obviously. You see a lot of emotion coming out of it, especially when he's she's talking to Geist and saying, like, please find this killer. Like, please do justice by my husband or something like that. You know, and it's really emotional when it gets to stuff like that. You know, and a lot of characters end up dead 
throughout this thing because it's you know a detective thriller and it gets to a lot of emotional places that's why i had to put off the book sometimes because it, it what is how it takes you to a place where like it kind of feels like there's a lot of bleakness and hopelessness mm-hmm. in that world that I, I can't i can't finish it through one sitting it took me two years to finish that series but i finally end, uh, uh finished it and it ends in a very satisfying way unlike another thing we're going to be talking about later but i really enjoyed it it's a really high recommend for me i don't know where you could find it hopefully you know a lot of bookstores have multiple copies of it but yeah, hard um, or on paperback on paperback it's always on paperback but um um you could find it on amazon as well i think they're doing a mo- uh, anime adaptation for it in 2020 so hopefully that actually that's the last update i heard from that so hopefully they actually do you know, make that mm-hmm. but i really really enjoyed that it's a really uh, high recommend for me what i want to check out week? that i want to check out that monster monster sounds really good i want to check out that anime actually because i haven't had the time to look up that manga mm. but um how was your week i saw the witch Oh shit! You watched it? Yeah. Nice. Um, just cause like like that that day I just start watched like a bunch of movies. I watched The Witch. I watched Blue Valentine. I wa- <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I yawned. yawned yeah. I yawned <laughs> while I was recording. That is not okay. I am so sorry. How We're so you? tired. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. And I saw The Witch. I saw The Matrix. I saw um just a, like a bunch of like just random movies. Be- just because. Um. Yeah. I saw The Witch uh, again, and I d- fuck. I that movie's so good. I'm I mostly watched it because I'm really excited for Robert Robert Eggers' new film, The uh, Lighthouse. Yeah, The Lighthouse with uh, Robert Pattinson and, and Willem Dafoe. It's another horror movie, and it looks that like I'm, I'm that one. I'm really excited about, but this one like. It like it, it's shocking to see how like technical a first-hand director can be. Yeah, that was this, his first film, right? Yeah, th- this is a super like tight movie, tight technical movie. I I say that in terms of like Christopher Nolan type technical. Like, yeah, e- you can tell every shot is just well planned out and well paced. The dialogue is super like intricate in the way like it's it, it's fun it's like um structured because it, they talk in like they talk in like the ye old folk like uh, it's a 17th century folk tale yeah like in new england yeah it, it's new england think like the quakers like yeah <laughs> <laughs> thinking of the quakers like oh yay ho ho like blah, blah. like it just like, i i don't know if that's, if that's offensive to anybody i don't know um some quaker out there listening maybe yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's super i it it's a super dark film yeah. and like just the, by the first 15 minutes that like that scene oh which one when she's playing like peekaboo yeah okay yeah and then what that, happens that after one, that yeah. scene like that that fucking that's crazy that sucks like well yeah obviously that sucks yeah. but like that that was that's so dark the way it's played out for me it the weird thing about it is like you know when that movie came out i would hear so many comparisons to kubrick and like the shining specifically but you really do feel the shining that it, i mean the shining in the sense of like oh just a, like like a how family it, breaking down yeah crazy. like in terms of its plot and in terms of like i guess how like shots are composed because he kind of does remind me a bit of kubrick at least at least in the cinematography you know i don't know if he shot this film but also or if he had a D, another dp for it but mm-hmm. i really liked how just fucking like how he just kind of plays with it he doesn't really set anything up for you and like the horror just kind of already just happened. happened yeah. yeah yeah uh to this day one of the scariest 
So, some of the scariest animals in film. <laughs> yeah. Like Jesus Christ, it's it's kind of horrifying. Uh, I would say I will say who's the um, the the actor that plays the father. I can't remember, but he was really memorable. He reminds me of the, he reminds me of the hound. Yeah, he does. Like he, he does kind of sound like him. He sounds like him. He's like tall shit. He has like long hair. Um, the little kid, one of the little brothers, that guy, that little kid, it like he's fantastic. Holy shit! He you're gets ma- yeah. he gets such crazy like dialogue to work with. It's you're, kind of ridiculous. You're making me remember like that one scene when he's on. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Oh my fucking crazy! God, it was a crazy rough time with that one. And yeah, on your Anya Taylor Joy. She gives the best was, performance here. Obviously, that was her breakout role, right? I think it's the, it's the role. I think it's the biggest role she she had. Obviously, yeah. uh, wasn't she in a wasn't she in Split before? No, she was a split right after. Right after. Yeah, she was okay. in that one. Okay. After. So the witch would be like her like first big one. Yeah. Um yeah, she gives the best performance here. Um it's kind of weird how natural everything feels and like how real like just the the breakdown of this family like hey like it, it has the same kind of like it has a lot of a similar story beats to like hereditary in the sense where you know it's another family breaking apart there's a cult there, there's like a there's like a cultish type thing going on you know like not to not to like delve too much into like you know spoilers because you should really go into this movie blind because there's some really shocking scenes uh i think the scariest scene to me is specifically with the kid and he's in the woods oh yeah i remember and then you know when yeah that happens there so scary that's horrifying but this is a fantastic movie. Everybody should go watch it. Robert Eggers is great. I can't. Want, I cannot wait for the lighthouse. It's I want to see a trailer, film, man. man. I want to see a trailer. Oh yeah, the the witch is the witch is a heavy. It's a heavy film. film. There's no. There's not a lot of in, like. They don't pull any punches. Yeah, there's not a lot of fun little family ties. Oh, and this. the ending. The ending is what gets me like terrified because that's that, just like just the way that shot was like, shot. Wow, they went for it. Oh, it was they really they went for it in a ridiculous way. Yeah, it was so fucking uncomfortable. and it worked like. Oh god! It, you know, Lighthouse is shot in um this like a square ratio, kind of like mid nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard about that. I I I wonder how that's gonna look. It's about two guys. It's about like two like sailors, um, two sailors like uh sh- stranded in a, in a in an abandoned lighthouse. Yeah. Apparently, Willem Dafoe sounds like Captain Ahab really? from Moby Dick. That's the all the comparisons I've been getting when I've been reading the reviews. It looks really fun. They just look grimy and disgusting. No, I know. <laughs> Can't wait. It looks really good. I guess we just mentioned this quickly. We also both saw John Wick 3. Yeah. As well. It was okay. I liked it. Like, I liked it. It was good. But, like, I I wasn't really, like, completely blown away by it. I think the first... I, like, you know, we're not really going to delve too much into spoilers. Because you could talk about this movie really without spoiling it. I like, mean, there's some big things. I see the first like, fight scene is the best one. Yeah. In the, in the movie. Uh, for me, okay. Well, you're talking about the bookcase scene, right? Or are you talking? About oh, I'm talking. The sorry, the second fight scene, okay. like the with, with the with the uh, the the knives. Because I found that whole first third of that movie in New York fucking awesome. Yeah, it was the I best thought part it was of the really movie. good. Best part of the movie. Yeah, because like it really ups the tension. It like the like remember what you told me like years ago. The poster for chapter two is essentially the beginning of chapter three. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, and I'll you like, really yeah. feel that. Yeah, everybody yeah. just like trying to kill john wick mm-hmm. i really liked that when the um, what was it with the uh bookcase scene with the library scene 
because yeah, he was a fucking crazy. Yeah, big he was attacking ass, Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah, dude, he looks so much like Adam Driver. <laughs> I was telling that to Brendan when I was watching it. Yeah, he was fighting so Kylo Ren. <laughs> I loved it. Um, there was another part of it that it, there were just some story issues that I kind of like were like mixed on. To be honest, I didn't really care for it. Like, the okay, this is like light spoilers, but like people can't communicate. People can't help you when you're excommunicado, right? Mm-hmm. When he's on the operating table and the dude is just fixing him, the clock already struck, and then he just lets him do the rest of the surgery. Nobody's watching him. Nobody has a bullet to his brain. I don't understand why he couldn't just help him fix, like, the rest of it. I mean, like, you saw, I mean, like, specifically, like, you saw him get, like, have him shoot. I mean, like. I'm talking about before, like, when he was working on him. He just stops and gives it, like, hands him the fucking thing. He just lets you know? go. He just lets go. And yeah, he, he just lets him do the surgery. He's just not going to stop him. Like, yeah. But he just can't help him. I just found that really annoying because, like, nobody's looking at you. Just help him out. And if you guys are already friends, like, why are you just going to, like, leave him off like that? I don't know. You know? Uh, I mean, I... Like, Some the, of the, the ethics of, like, this assassin... Uh, this assassin... It doesn't have to be logical, King though. Has, it isn't really logical, but, like, I just didn't think it makes sense at least for that part i mean know, i, I like th- there's there is a certain sense of just like you know um it's like people not giving a fuck for the sake of not giving a fuck you know what i mean like i, that's mean, what I, I guess but like I, I don't really see that as plot hole like i i see like how like that was a solution how like he just like, wanted to stop it and then you like then after like, how that scene plays out yeah i feel like you know that fits so it wasn't uh, really like a big issue at all in yeah, but like I just didn't understand the logic with sure. it, you know. But sure. then again, yeah, this is a movie where fucking you know animals are. You have to like throw the logic people. out of the window. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a good movie, you know. It, it, like it, it's fine. Like, where does this I, rank for you? This is better than two. Better than two. One is still the best, so it's one, three, two for me. I I think this is better than two for me a little bit because two really does slow down a little bit in the middle. This one kind of does as well, but it makes up for that dog scene. Because the dogs, I I think they're fucking like ferocious in this. Oh yeah, they're great. Dogs and horses. Because there's a lot of horseplay in this in the beginning. Horseplay. Horseplay. <laughs> no, I said horse. <laughs> I remember. I I know what I said. I don't have my mics on, but uh no, I don't have my headphones on. But I remember. <laughs> it was really. I I thought that was really fun. And chapter four comes out two years from now, right? Already. That's yeah. the one. I. That's the one I'm gonna be more excited for. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. This can, John Wick can go like either either way, but so yeah. far it's been great. Um, Game of Thrones. All right, I I I believe you should just start with this one. Uh, like I I'm pretty sure everyone who's just like, I'm pretty sure everybody like already. This is full spoilers already. Opinions. So yeah. if you don't want to listen to this, just don't. Just like skip just go to the next. Sense, skip yeah. a next to the next one, or if you just want to hear us, you know, talk about that because hey, spoilers. We thought it was not good. <laughs> like, well, I thought uh, it was fine. You uh, didn't like it as much. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna like. I'm gonna try, but we're just trying like like you know breeze through this because yeah. like a lot of people like already like kind of already cemented their opinions on Game of Thrones, and it's kind of a lot of it's quite like uh, um um. Uh, Everybody's kind of on the same page. There's a lot of people who disagree, but like I, I'd say that the majority are kind of disappointed. With the finale or just with the Just season? in general, how this okay. season went out. Because I have more problems with how the season played out than the actual finale. Yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of with you at the same point, too. Because I feel like the show ended when the Night King died. 
you know, looking back, I do kind of see it being, you know, like that is the main crux. That is the main conflict of this show, you know, having it be literally the first thing that you like, you know, encounter when you start season one, episode one, the stuff of the White Walkers. And then that's the Night's always, Watch Beyond the Wall. Yeah, yeah. And that's always being a thing, you know, that's coming. I did find that a little bit disappointing that that wasn't really the actual end game at of all. the whole series. I don't know if that's another like upending trope for fantasy storytelling, but like I do I do stand with you on that because I kind of like even though that episode itself was like entertaining, I didn't really care for it because you didn't really see it wasn't how impactful. It, it, yeah, it wasn't a, they they really weren't as impactful as you thought it would be. All right, I'm going to get into as, like as people thought it would be. I'm going to get into why this season was rushed because the last two seasons I think like this is known, but Game of Thrones wanted to give Benioff and Weiss ten seasons of Game of Thrones. This Game of the, Thrones wanted to give no HBO. You meant yeah, HBO yeah. wanted to give Benioff and Weiss you know ten seasons for Game of Thrones. Benioff and Weiss opted off for eight, and they wanted shorter seasons because they wanted to finish Game of Thrones, rush it out, and to work on Star Wars, to work on Disney and do. Star Wars and everything else. <sighs> yeah, like. Don't get me wrong. Like, I still have hope for Benioff and Weiss. By the way, it turns out that it's not going to be all three Benioff and Weiss films. Yeah, it's just, it, the first one is coming out. and It's going to be like a, that Benioff and Weiss. And then the next one will probably be... Not, not, we'll, we'll Which is not that. KOTOR, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, but I don't know, man. Just like Benioff and Weiss, like, they, in my opinion, they just rushed out. They, they should have given this show to a team of writers. Because under contract, HBO can't make it any seasons of Game of Thrones without Benioff and Weiss. Well, I mean, it wasn't just solely written by them this whole season, right? Or was, I th- I'm pretty sure I think it was solely, some other ones. I think it was them, but then so one of the writers left. Hmm. I have to, I have to check on that. Yeah. yeah, Because I can't remember. But for the most part, it was them. I saw the bad parts. Was- <laughs> <laughs> I The thing is with me... Okay, I'm kind of I'm, I'm with you on that. But, like, the problem I have with it is more or less kind of the behind the scenes stuff as more so than the actual stuff going on in the show. Cause when you have pe- like D and D for short, when you have them defending things like, Hey, we didn't think the audience would remember that the iron fleet was no, there no, no. in West Danny Europe. sort of forgot, Danny about, sort of the, forgot uh, about the iron fleet, but the iron fleet didn't forget about her. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's pretty stupid to think that your audience is dumb enough to like not remember that, you know, it's just bad writing. It really is. It's and just then bad it's just writing. Bad, like, it's just bad defense of your storytelling as well. It's just, it's just like, it's just like, unnecessary. <sighs> It's just bad writing in general. Like, you know, well, I, not really a defense. It's just the way it was written out. That wasn't a defense at all because that was a bad argument. That's a, that's a, it's not even an argument because it wasn't no, from their part. I'm saying, but, but no, 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 but I'm saying he said that right before the backlash. Remember, he said that right in the, in the episode right after, I right. mean, like in the episode, right, uh, right, at, right after they have like the little, like behind the scenes, like a making of, mm-hmm. that's where he said that. Did he? Oh. Yeah. Okay. That was just was his reason. That was just like the way he wrote it. So it wasn't a defense. It was just how he wrote it. So it's not like he... he yeah, which makes it even worse. It's just really weird. Yeah, it's horrible. And, and just to publicly like say that is just even worse because it just adds more... Fe- it adds fire to another How do you think that's a good fire? idea? How do you think you that's know? a good idea? You know it's why? Because so it's, it's just rushed. You, everything about... like Season 8 was just in general rushed. Like, I like the endings. 
for almost every day. Like the Stark endings, I think, are the best ones. But Bran should not be king. It does not make sense for Bran to be king. I found it surprising. It doesn't make sense. But it just like I don't know. I I kind of found Tyrion's reasoning to kind of make sense, but it's just like I found it weird. He's a disconnected person. He's not a person anymore. He doesn't care about anything. But then again, you have that character that like remembers the past and who better to like lead people into the future like that whole argument i kind of understood but how can it Tyrion? how can he rule if he has no no real sense of judgment because he doesn't care see that's the thing though when you have that scene with the the king's table with Tyrion and the rest of the and um and uh uh fucking hey what's his name no uh bronze there but davos. he leaves after with davos and brianne and sam all, yeah and sam all talking about Which, by the way to do. that council doesn't really make sense the only ones that really should be there are sam davos and Tyrion. why is Bron there why is brianne there i have no idea like i mean brianne i guess it's too cold over there she doesn't want to be there i, don't I think know. she should be queen's guard to sansa I really wish that could have been the case, to be honest. Because that, that, that would have been really cool. Yeah. Can you imagine her like in a, just an awesome Queen's Guard silver Stark like uh, uh, get up? But no, I got to write about how my boyfriend was a fucking asshole and just loved his sister too much. <laughs> I, I, that You know what that was? That's literally like writing a shitty message to a friend in your yearbook. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just like of that. Jamie and Brienne's love story was super forced. I, I feel like that was just I, I was really disappointed by that because it was just like... Okay, cool. It could I could definitely see it going there, but then just having it end so prematurely with him just saying, "Hey, sorry, should have I died. just gotta have to go with my sister." Like, Brienne I, should I have died stupid. in 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 the long night. Probably, should, yeah. I, like I feel like Brand should have like died protecting Jamie or something like that. As much as I don't want that, like I can see why that like you know I I can understand it because I, I I say that because I like Brienne as a character, but then when you get to the episode after, like I was really disappointed with how they treated her. You know, it, it sucks because I just, I, there's a, it, it feels like there's some, you know, character assassination stuff, but there, it, there, so, some parts there is, I guess, some parts there isn't. I, mean, I say with John, part, you know, John really wasn't himself this season. Yeah. But he was with cucked. Danny, I kind of see. He cucked hard. Yeah. <laughs> he, he gets really cucked hard. <laughs> like, like, Spe- it's oh ridiculous. my gosh. Especially when your like arc is to just go back to where you came McQueen. from. McQueen. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. No. 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 Look, I'm fine with that because I feel like that's a good ending for him because it's exactly what he wanted. Mm. Because he always just wanted to be a ranger beyond the wall with his uncle Benjamin. You know, right. I I right. I like that ending for John because the thing with the ending is like I feel like a lot of the ending is exactly how George R. R. Martin wanted to end these characters like Possibly. Arya going west Sansa becoming queen of the north um, the north receding you know uh, John going being beyond the wall or something like that the brand ending I feel like that's not the case I feel like this is another th- like one of those you know subvert expectation things that like the writers try to pull off you know <laughs> but they just don't know how to the meme that fucking hurts me is um, Drogon made the throne wheelchair accessible <laughs> God. Have you seen that shit? That's horrible. That you know that one really annoyed the hell out of me. What? That, I love. I love. People the, are assuming that Drogon's like an intellectual, and he's like, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love this new dragon ability of actually having social commentary. <laughs> it's, like, it's insane. You know what kills me? The one where it's like, um, somebody wrote a bunch of text aside from Drogon, 
like looking at John. No, John, I burned the throne because yes, of I know, I, I know, power. I know that made me. Yeah, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's just a symbol of power that just destroyed that killed my mother. And Dinner, then it's just like a long game. line of text that just yeah. doesn't end. Um. Also, like I, I really fucking hate that that shot of Daenerys with the oh with the dragon wings. I thought that was cool. N- Okay, I I thought it was I, like full on Maleficent shit. I read I I read this funny ass tweet where it was <laughs> Did like she be taught in the class, huh? That one, yeah. <laughs> it, um, it, it's like um, the tweet was something along the lines of like, oh the oh the everybody who thinks they're uh who wants to be a film student now says that this is gonna be the greatest shot of all time. Yeah, you need to take notes from this shot. I'm like. <laughs> Okay, I right, calm down now, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it, it was good, but like there was there's been so many better shots and so much better. I can't speak. There's the the thing is there the cinematography's never been a problem in this show. I think it's a good shot, but like I, 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 I thought it was good. fine. It's like whatever. I thought fine. it was fine. Yeah. Like for a second, I literally thought she was growing wings. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? No. I don't know. It's a lot of Game of Thrones is just it, in general. It was just rushed. It, like you know, John's storyline. Like I think him being a Targaryen didn't really go anywhere. You know, it definitely didn't. And I mean, there wasn't like, really anything to make like to justify his lineage. Exactly. Like and like you know, I expected Danny to go the Mad Queen ro- road, but I would have loved to see you know two more se- like another season of Danny ruling. See the thing being is the queen. You know, I was really against her decision to burn up you know king's landing but i do understand the reasoning for it i just feel like if you could have just had two more episodes if you would have just oh no if you would have had like a 10 episode season for both season seven and and eight yeah you would have probably had something more to justify because it doesn't make sense to just have her be mad just because oh my friends aren't here to celebrate me after killing the white walkers and oh my i mean my nephew boyfriend doesn't like me it's obviously much more than that you know there is more than that but it's just like the scene that you present like she executed very she lost two dragons you know There, there is a lot top topped up like on that you get me I just feel like it could have done a little bit more to it. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know it's like, like I said, like a lot of like these plot points, I feel like George R. R. Martin was is going to take these characters in the books, but they like just the writers don't really know how to like get that way, like in, in a fluid motion. You got me? What did he say? If there's no winds of winter by tw- March of 2020, he could be sent to jail or something. That's what he said. Why? <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, uh, I guess he tweeted it, I guess. But um, he said like, the book should be out before then, so before twenty twenty. A winds of winter at least. So I mean, finally, Jesus Christ, yeah, and after that's a dream of spring. A dream of spring, which I think is the last one. I'm actually I'm listening to the books right now. Oh, which one are you on right now? Uh, uh a Game of Thrones. I'm I already, still on Game of Thrones. I had read uh a Game of Thrones the freshman year, already, yeah. but I'm just rereading it because I want to like read the entire series. You know, tell me how different. Um, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Pilo Azbek, the Greyjoy. Uh, Theon? No, the asshole Greyjoy. Uh, Euron? Yeah, Euron. Tell me how different Euron Greyjoy is when you get to him, because he, I want to see... That's, I think that's later down the line, but he, I know he is completely different. Like, I know about him. Yeah. Like, he's more of a sea pirate. Yeah, because, you know, at first I kind of dug him in la- from the last season. Yeah, and he's kind of worthless by the end. He, he doesn't really have that much to contribute. I hate the fact that, like... He survived that fire, uh, that just, attack on the boat. Just to like just have to a really generic fight yeah. with Jamie, you know? I love that tweet where it's like, um, I'm the guy who killed Jamie Lannister. And it's a picture of a brick. It's, 
What makes you stupid? They could have moved 10 feet to the left and they would have been fine. <laughs> or just get under dragon bones. Just get under uh, Balerion. Yeah, I could kind of I could kind of justify um Cersei dying like that though. Cuz look, like I see it as Cersei dying powerless and like frightened. Yeah, I see it you too. Know? Even like though that. a lot of people are apparently more sadistic than that and want to see worse, which makes sense, but I just thought it was fine the way it is. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of missed opportunities with the show. The show could have gone just a much better direction, but you know, this is what we have. Hey, best season ever. <laughs> Those compilation videos are great. The one that gets what do you think of the, Snow. What one. do you think of this season? Disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> but he takes like a moment. He just looks at him. She just looks at the interviewer and she's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Then he look uh, the one with Tyrion looking around explaining. to see like if there's like a sniper like um, light like hitting him, <laughs> explaining about the finale. I you know that kind of pissed me off too. What that part in the end where in the finale where it's like. Hey, am I mentioned in this book? No. I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. I, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When Tyrion's like, I'm Tyrion. not mentioned in this book at all. And he's like, I guess not. Fuck. I don't like that. I, 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 at least for a character like Tyrion to be, you know, literally the last of the Lannisters and to he's be just, such a critical... They just made like, Tyrion figure, such an idiot. That really disappointed me. That, like, I, I feel like t- Tyrion and Jon got the worst of the character assassination. Mo- more so probably than Danny, I'd say. Because Danny, I feel like that, like again, that was yeah, the like direction I, she was going to go. Yeah, I felt that's a little bit more justified. But with Jon, Jon's kind of just there, like, McQueen. powerless. McQueen. <laughs> McQueen. <laughs> I don't want it. God, I don't want so it. stupid. Then you have Tyrion. Well, Tyrion. McQueen. I don't know. What do you think about Tyrion? Because I thought Tyrion was very Tyrion this I feel like whole he was season. An idiot. Until, like, I feel like he's finale. an idiot. Mm. He was like it was obvious that she, that Daenerys was just going such an like you know she was going a crazy route, but Tyrion was like, no, I believe in her. Oh yeah, and Varys she snitched is like, on Varys. I told you so. Yeah, <laughs> he snitched on Varys, and like I, I don't know, it just wasn't like it wasn't the. T- I, I didn't feel like Tyrion would go you know the directions he went this season. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I found really annoying though, and you know you could definitely tell from a finale. When they have scenes that just have no purpose being there or purpose being that long. Think about that scene with Tyrion putting up the chairs. Did we really need that? Yeah. That was three minutes of a guy just putting up chairs only for them to be completely fucked over. And I get it. Maybe it's like a comedic thing. Maybe it's like a lighthearted thing. But it's a, the finale. Why, why are you doing that in the last episode, though? Exactly. You know? I don't know. I When he could have done it for literally any other episode. It's such a shame to see that like this show was so great a while. Like... There's four seasons of perfection. Five and six were good. See, the thing is, let me ask you this, because you're the one who's, you know, had a deeper relationship with this more. Okay, what I mean by say by that, I mean, like, you've, you started the show when it started, yeah. right? Do you recommend this? Yes. To anybody? Like, yes. the whole thing? Yes. Even the last season? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. The first set, the first six seasons of Game of Thrones are, like, some of the best TV even though, like, it starts dipping at season six, but, like, the very end of season six is fucking fantastic. Is season six Battle of Bastards? Because, yeah, like, I think yeah. that's an overall astounding season, for me, at least. I mean, like, it was good, don't get me wrong, but I kind of hate that um, the Kingsguard from season one, uh, I forgot his name, uh, Ares or something like that, or Lord Aaron. Lord Aaron, yeah. I think maybe Lord Aaron is his name. The Baratheon? Um, huh? The Baratheon that no, gets no, like, no, no, no. cut up by Bran? No, no, no. The, the one of the Kingsguard, he just get, like dies in a, in like an alleyway. Never mind. Yeah. 
in an alleyway by the Children of the Veil, I think. Oh, yes. Okay, I remember I hated that, that. Yeah. I didn't really like that because the character's so cool. But the Battle of Bastards, you know, Battle of Bastards is great. Everything with the Boltons is fantastic. Uh, Sansa, Theon, that was really good. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I still recommend this show in general because it's still such an f- outstanding show in terms of just, like, the original writing, uh, you know, acting, costumes, set design, set piece, you know, just the story. It's just such a straight up money. Story. It's just a great show. Yeah. Great, great show all around. Um the last season really did you know disappoint me and they i feel i feel like they dropped the ball thing is i think it was for me i i i would probably still recommend it even though i kind of started oh, yeah, around 100%. season five like it the end the you know the final product is kind of disappointing at the end of it but then again there's a lot of shows that i really love that do have a disappointing finale well okay arguably lost is one of them even though I fucking love the finale for Lost. We can all agree, personally. though. Breaking Bad is the greatest show of all time. Oh, yeah. Right? No, this beat it. Like, th- that show Breaking beat we- Game of Thrones entirely. Yeah. Straight up. I think we can all agree Breaking Bad is the best show of all time. First of all, you have Ozymandias, which is kind of like your palate cleanser. If anything, Ozymandias is the best finale. Like, the show could have ended oh, right there, fuck. and I would have been happy. I... Can you imagine? Yeah, that would have been really bad. That would have been dark as shit. If anything, I've always felt like... The finale to Ozzy, like to Breaking Bad is is Ozymandias, and then everything after is an epilogue. I don't know, cause for for me, Felina is a perfect fi- uh, finale for me. I feel like Felina is like like everything that happened, you know, after Ozymandias is just the best epilogue. Yeah, to everything. You I get, get me? I get you. Yeah, and they were building up to Ozymandias the whole time. Oh my god, season. yeah. Remember that fucking promo where he starts reading the poem? It's the best. It's Ryan Johnson, the best fucking episode of Breaking Bad. That is right. He did direct Ozymandias and Fly. The two best episodes yeah. of Breaking Bad. Oh, man. Loved the, it. You have that, and then you have, like, you know... Well, actually, Sopranos is not a disappointing finale for me. I love this finale for Sopranos. The, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't like it that much, because... Well, Imagine that playing in, in 2019, and having people just lose their shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, in, with Twitter being, like, so much... Like, social is, media yeah. being at the forefront Sopranos, of... Sopranos, oh, now. my God. Yeah, Soprano would be a fucking, like, campfire. Yeah. No, it would be a forest fire. Like, a national forest fire mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to this. I, I I think it was I think it's a fine thing. I can't wait for Game of Thrones Brotherhood when that comes out. So I can't wait for um whatever they do with like Blood Moon or whatever the fuck that's gonna be. Oh yeah, the prequels. There are yeah. no sequel series at all coming out. So yeah, as far as we know. No, but like they confirmed that there's no Arya spinoff at the moment. Maybe well, yeah, at the moment. But like I, I don't know. I feel like they're gonna it. go back into the story eventually. Maybe let's see how this first show goes. If it's yeah. a fucking trash fire, then probably they might. Let's get into the trailers. Yeah. So. I'm holding the earphones on in one ear. And I just. just, just it, it's put so it loud back, on your side. Yeah. It, I, I have it here. No, you have it up there. Put it back here. I, I don't want to put it back there because it's already like. Like that part's um, uh, infected. Like I'm suffering from an ear infection right now. And like it hurts. Back there, it there. Behind the ear. Yeah, it hurts putting it behind the ear. So mm. I have to put it up here. I look stupid, but hey, thank God we don't have cameras. Yeah, you said it, not me. <laughs> yeah. um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had second trailer ahead of the It's Con premiere. It's great. Oh, yeah. Perfect. It's great. I, I mean, I, like, I, I, I couldn't be more excited for a Quentin Tarantino film. Like, this is exactly what I would want from a Tarantino film. And without even giving you that much either. Like, you get more plot, more of uh, the, the plot of what's going on. The clut. Oh, the cluts. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. The Sharon Tate stuff. But, like, you get, like, essentially... DiCaprio is a washed up actor who, you know, wants to get more good work mm-hmm. and 
he's with his best friend Brad Pitt, <laughs> and Brad Pitt it's is stunt, also his, his stunt double. His stunt double, and Brad Pitt's also in a relationship with uh, Margaret Qualley from The Leftovers, who's also in the Manson cult. But well, we don't know if they're in a relationship. They will maybe. It looks like they are. Kind eh. I I feel, I feel like he he just picked her up. Probably that could be the case and, too. Yeah. Then again, like, why is he in Spawn Ranch? You know what I mean? She's like definitely part of Spawn Ranch. She is definitely part of it. Probably just hitchhiking. You get me? I love that we still haven't gotten anything else about, like, the Manson stuff We saw about more it. of the Manson stuff. Well, it's no, I'm be a saying part of the Manson story. himself. Oh, yeah, we just saw, saw that shot. shot of him yeah. saying hi, and I'm like, ugh. So creepy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking weird. Just, hey, when it gets to Sharon Tate, I feel like the trailer, like, has a tone shift. You get yeah, me? it does. It does. Like that Roman Polanski actor looks yeah. really fucking creepy. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never seen pictures of Roman Polanski in the sixties, in the late sixties. But like, I have. He's just he looks here. weird. <laughs> yeah, he looks really creepy. Um, I think it's crazy that this movie's like. I can't wait for this movie, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's already it's crazy that this getting, getting so much made, love yeah. already. Yeah, so I'm happy. Ninety-five about that. and apparently it's it. There might be a longer cut come July. I love how he just Tarantino just says fuck it. It's just remember that he that, can that do whatever he wants, taping? man. With uh, Margot well, Robbie, how, well, like why is Margot Robbie doesn't have any? any I heard about that. Yeah, it's a that, big yikes. Yeah, I mean, Tarantino has never been good at that. Like Tarantino's always been a little bit volatile when it comes to interviews. Anyway, yeah, with That's just the like thing. the media in general. Yeah, so it's not really surprising that he just tells us. Well, he doesn't. He didn't. I. He didn't tell her to go fuck herself. But like, he, he just refused to answer her. He, question. he refused to answer it. Yeah, I think it's a valid question, though. You know, it is a valid question, but I think it's probably something that he's. That like there, there's definitely a reason like he, why he'd say that this he isn't probably the, thought he was probably getting isn't the final cut. He probably thought he was getting baited. That's what it kind of feels like. Yeah, you know, you know, but like maybe there is something a little bit more to it because apparently from what I've read from the con reviews, uh, like Sharon Tate's role is very limited in this movie. But it makes sense in the in context. I feel probably, probably, probably. But then again, there is more like stuff I, that he cut out that he probably might add back into this final release. In July, I love how Tarantino. Like, like I said, I love how Tarantino just says "fucking." I'll just make a better, a bigger movie just because I want to. Yeah, I mean, it's Tarantino. You can't really do it. like, like you could really gonna argue against Tarantino. How long Tom Rothman, the CEO of Sony, was literally like, "Yeah, he could do whatever he wants." How long do you think it's gonna be? The runtime for Con, at least for the Con screening, was like around like two forty-five. Oh damn! So this would probably be around three hours, maybe if he does decide. To I do really it. do hope they do like around three hours. Yeah, I mean, I'm. This isn't really new from Tarantino either. It's Remember, not. he re-edited. You know, Foy into a series, and then which was great. Apparently, the con premiere of Inglorious Bastards is shorter than the actual theatrical release, or maybe longer. But those are two different cuts. Do you think we'll we'll ever get a um, whole bloody affair? Yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Unless Kill Bill Three is the last movie he makes, I don't. Think I really so. hope it is. It would be so nice if because you is. know what the original idea for Kill Bill Three was. Yeah, the girl, um, um, this Lucille one's daughter. Fox's daughter coming yeah. back to t- uh, fuck shit up, and then like it'd be like a grown up yeah. BB. It, yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be like Beatrix older, and then you know, grown up BB. Yeah. I still think Chloe Grace Moretz would be the perfect choice for grown up BB. Maybe again, I don't know. Could be. I feel like they can get like a, 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 um, a new face. Yeah, a yeah, new I'm, face. I'm down for that. too. Tarantino has always been good at like finding you know just the right actress. Yeah, you know. Or just getting the weirdness out of an A-lister. Like yeah. anything with... Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that one part in the trailer where he's like um, in the Nazi film, the fake Nazi film. Burn you Nazi bastards! <laughs> and the camera's like zooming in. Like. <laughs> he's just screaming. I love it. He's so weird, man. I know. 
And then um, you have Al Pacino being Al Pacino. Yeah. Like eating celery. Who's that, your son? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so stupid. I love it. I can't wait. It's like, what, late July, right? Oh, it's it's coming. It's very soon. Yeah, it's right there. Almost like, no, we're a little more than like two months. Do you think they'll have another roadshow? That'd be really nice. They're not. not. That'd be cool. Uh, Maybe for like an awards thing. Like when we get to award season? No, I don't think. Well, this probably will get awards buzz. No, but I'm saying like, oh, definitely. Definitely. But like, Maybe to push that more. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. Because like the roadshow was more of like just a hateful eight thing, you know. Yeah, hateful eight made more sense. And if it's in that with context. like the time period of like when those spaghetti westerns would come out, like the sixties. Then again, that 50s. is late sixties as well. This movie is a late sixties movie, so like I could see it being. I thought it was seventy. Oh yeah, it is sixties. Nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. But uh, hey, you know, <laughs> I don't. You want to push some awards <laughs> love for Terminator Dark Fate? You know how much I love Terminator. Yeah, I know. I don't fucking care for Terminator. <laughs> I've always loved Terminator. Like, surprisingly, I, I as much as, like, Salvation isn't a good movie, I still kind of like it. I you know. Okay, that's I weird. I enjoy it. It's weird hearing you say that because, like, I'm actually kind of in the same place with that. Because Salvation, for me, at least when I was a kid looking at the trailers, it looked like the bleakest, craziest movie in the world. Right? Yeah. With, um, what was it? There was a Nine Inch Nails song that was attached to one trailer to it. Duh, and it was crazy. Duh. duh. Uh, oh, I, like that or something else? like the world uh the day the world uh went away something like that yeah. yeah i love that trailer the movie itself was eh but imagine like imagine if the movie imagine like the movie like uh never spoiled like the trailer never spoiled the fact that sam worthington was a, was a terminator a yeah, yeah was a human that would have been so cool yeah yeah with but terminator, yeah. with um this one linda hamilton's back Tim Miller's directing it. It's Bruce, just, producer James Cameron returns. <laughs> another, just the only <laughs> sequel to Terminator. This uh, is the he's gonna go out on interview saying this is the the best version. This is best like the only sequel, sequel ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I okay. The thing with like why the other Terminators just ha- haven't been succeeding, and what I thought Tim Miller would bring to this, I felt like he maybe like would ground this more because that's like what Terminator is, you know. It's just a more gritty, grounded action, like action, like dark story. You know, it's it, it's like the story has always been strong for like Terminator one and two because it's you know it's just such weird fucking like trippy ass concepts put it, put it into like this, this action you know oriented film, but like. I, I, I thought they would go more the route of Terminator 1, where it's kind of more of a sci-fi horror film, you know? The thing is, at least for me, and I've never seen Genesis. But it makes, uh, oh, yeah. I've never seen... I, I never got to see Genesis. Me either. me either. But, like, it felt like the movies got more goofy after 2. Yeah, way more. Like, Rise of the Machines, I guess, like, com- compared God, to, like, Genesis. Fucking shit show. I hate that movie so it's much. It's better than Genesis, probably. Maybe. Yeah. So, and, like, Salvation, like, I thought, like... I love the look of like just the war apocalypse, you know, that whole apocalypse. Yeah. I kind of wish though it was always nighttime. That would have been cool because like that's always been a thing, like in like their like idea of the future with the neon lights. It's just always and the, night, yeah, yeah, and the guns and shit, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this trailer doesn't look that great. It looks like the same old Terminator stuff we've been getting. It just anyway. looks like yeah, the, the same old goofy CGI shit. Like, yeah, it just doesn't look. It doesn't even look Diego like Diego Luna's okay. The concept for that new Terminator by Diego, like <laughs> played by Diego Luna, looks interesting. It's a liquid metal with an exoskeleton. Yeah, I think that's cool. So essentially, it's like morphing into just two or probably more. Yeah. Terminators. I thought that's cool. I think him as a Terminator is great, but like he just like 
just the really bad CG on him. Like, just there's a scene where he just looked terrible. Is it the one where he's literally coming off of the exoskeleton? He looks like, like rubber, on? yeah. Yeah, maybe. I think it's that one that kind of threw me off, too. But, um, you know what's weird? Okay, I thought Mackenzie Grace was a Terminator, but she's not. She's, she's like, like a, a humanoid? Human Terminator type deal. I don't know. It's a cyborg? And, like, there's, like, a new John Connor, but, like, John Connor isn't there. No, John Connor isn't there. What the yeah, fuck is going on with that? I don't know. Like, I mean, new John Connor in the sense where, like, oh, there's a new person. Oh, yeah, no, protect, it's a little yeah. girl they have to protect. But, like, what, the, what happened to John? Yeah, where's John? And then you have old Arno, Terminator. Arno. That doesn't make sense. I'm so confused a, by that. That is a Terminator, apparently. That's a T-900, I think. T-800? T-9000, T-900. T-9000, T-900. That's a fucking monster. I'll tell you right so now. Weird. You know which one I really liked? T-1 million from that Universal ride. Huh? You ever been to that? That Universal ride for Terminator 2 when they had that? The T1 million. I remember that, but I, I don't remember getting on it. No, it's just a liquid. It was like a show, actually. It was like a 3D show. It was oh, like the show. Yes, thing. I remember the yeah. show. Yeah. That was great. But, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I'm so confused by that. So there's just another Terminator that's going around that's peaceful? Maybe he's living with John? Maybe. Maybe, maybe like, he's with John protecting him. Hey, Jai Courtney. Oh, no, wait. He played Kyle Reese. Never mind. Who played? It's a T-800. T-800. Okay. Yeah. So, it, yeah. They, they confirmed it is a T-800. That's Arnold. Shit. Who played um John Connor in Genesis? It wasn't... Jack it was uh, Jason was... Clark. Yes, that's right. Jason. Remember, Clark. he was like evil, evil John Connor. Yeah. Fucking dumb. Terminator <laughs> like just went down a weird route. It's so weird. I look. I Jai Courtney was Kyle Reese. I'm kind of excited by no. You know what? I look back at those set photos. The first official photos from oh, the EW article yeah. of all of them screaming into the air, screaming and shooting. Oh, it's so stupid. But um, yeah. I'm I'm excited for for um for tim miller because this is the first movie that comes out of that like he's coming out of deadpool with this is the second movie that he's directing officially but imagine so. a neil blomkamp terminator that'd be really cool but then again he's working on robocop at least i hope so that's yeah. what i heard um i think it's fine i i'm hoping that tim miller knocks it out of the park i don't really care that james cameron's it name is attached to it doesn't really it doesn't really matter i'm just not david goyer helped write the script and that that does that not doesn't help, help at all, at all. <laughs> that doesn't that you're just Why'd you even tell me that? Like, I, I didn't want, didn't even need to know it's, that. You could see his name on the big ass poster. That's why. Poster looks okay. The day after Judgment Day. And that's that's, that's cool. I thought that was a cool. No, it's a cool little. I think the title's there. stupid. Dark Fate. It doesn't make sense. Just call it Terminator. You know what? Call that Terminator Three. Who gives a shit? Right. At this point. It's why literally this it franchise Terminator is just 3. as confusing as the Halloween franchise. Like it's really weird. way more confusing. Oh yeah, because you've had what? How many timelines? Wait, wait, wait. Let, there's, let, let's there's see. the original timeline. The original line. one, two, and three, and I there's, guess salvation. No, there's one, two, which is I guess the base timeline. Uh, one, two, and three. But one, what, two, three? salvation. Okay, yeah. It's one, two, salvation. Then one, two. No, I think then Genesis is kind of its own thing, right? Or it's a mix of one. No, and its term, own thing. Term, uh, Genesis is one, two, Genesis. What? It's one, two, Genesis. So one, it, two, Genesis. It's kind of a mix of both, like its own thing, and like yeah, okay. And now it's one, two, dark, dark fate. fate. Yeah. Four timelines. Four. <laughs> Four timelines. Including the base timeline? Like, one, yeah. just one and two? Yeah. Yeah. Be on the lookout for Terminator Days of Future Past in, like, two years. <laughs> wasn't that basically Genesis? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Because it was just a it reimagining. It was a reimagining of a sequel to Judgment Day, which this one also is, too. Huh. 
But fuck that. Westworld, though. <laughs> Westworld looks cool. The best part of the Game of Thrones finale was that Westworld season three teaser. <laughs> for me, the Watchmen teaser still kicks ass. It still kicks ass, but I'm saying in terms of like new stuff that I saw. Sure. Like that definitely. That came out right before the. Ep- you were watching it live, right? Yeah. But that, yeah, I yeah. watched it on Prime. Yeah. Oh, you were watching on Prime? Okay. Um, no, yeah, I was watching yeah. it on HBO. Literally, that trailer popped right before it started saying like the five, four, three, two, one countdown for the final episode. <laughs> mm. And at first, I'm like, wait a second. What is this show? Then you I'm, see, then you see I'm Aaron always Paul. glad Aaron Paul's in, in stuff. Yeah. I, I'm always happy to see him. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. He just gets some shit work after Breaking Bad sometimes. Like Need for Speed. He got the... Um, he got the path, though, which apparently was really good. That yeah. Hulu series. And now he has Westworld shit. Yeah. Like. The thing is, if I didn't know he was already cast in season three... Mm-hmm. I would have been like more shocked, I guess. This would have been like, like the it, moment I saw him, I'm like, holy shit, we're getting a Westworld teaser. Holy shit, <laughs> didn't expect that. It just doesn't yeah. look like Westworld. It does. It doesn't because you're in the city the whole time. It's like a Blade Runner, if anything. Like, yeah, <laughs> it does. Like him, and I like I like the little shot, the crane shot of just him like talking to the robot yeah. in the middle of lunch. Yeah, I like I like how like different this world looks now. I love how and, the gun looked. Oh yeah, that's right. And I really like how weird and distinct they already are trying to make this from season two yeah because even though i like season two i definitely see the divide for a I lot mean, of i still haven't seen it. season two it's there's a lot of fan divide for that season so when you get the chance to watch it let me know what you think because i want to see how like i genuinely liked it i liked it overall it was a bit complicated and too much you know for the sake of being too much mm-hmm. but i thought it was an okay season I like but when shows is, go different. Well, I like when shows yeah. go different. The thing is, I hope this goes the Mr. Robot route. Where I, even though I like season two, season two kind of broke up the fan base a little bit. But then season three is like a huge return to form. And season three was crazy. Completely bonkers. Yeah. I hope this is also the case. I mean, it, it already looks like that because you have a new setting. Essentially, mm-hmm. you have a new core. Well, no, you have a new leading character. It, at least from what this trailer shows, he, he looks to be the main actor. It looks like he's the main star of this whole thing now. Or at least for this season. That's great. Then he meets Dolores that. at the very end. I, that's such a cool little tagline to show you that for like people who weren't following the news about Westworld season three, mm-hmm. that this is a Westworld, you know, this is a third season of Westworld with yeah. Dolores showing up and you're like, what the fuck happened to Dolores? Which, by the way, she wasn't in that body before. I don't think. She was in a different one? I think she was in a different one. Maybe. I could be wrong. It, it's been a while since I've seen season two. I mean, I, I'm, I I'm so sorry. Two. I think I, I just g- like, I literally almost gave you like a huge fucking spoiler. I mean, like I, I mean, I like, don't remember it. I just I know Dolores it. is alive, I guess, but like I don't know every, anything else. So. Okay, yeah, that that little tag. I assume with, that's fine. Yeah. Then I assume no, that's fine. Yeah. That little like stinger with Dolores at the end of it was super cool, and then seeing the logo, I like that a lot. So I'm excited for that. It comes out next year. I hope them? that becomes the next Game of Thrones, if Which, not Watchmen. But yeah, I, I think it's a little too late for that. Maybe, you know? but who knows? Who knows? Hey, hopefully Watchmen, though. Hopefully Watchmen. But, um, <laughs> oh, shit, or Big Little Lies. That comes out, like, next week. Yeah, I sure. can't fucking wait. I love Big Little Lies. But, hey, let's get on to some more news. <laughs> Star Wars shit. Woo! I have it under Star Wars shit. So, Variety... There's a lot a- of Star Wars shit, yeah. Well, there's, like, three big Star Wars shits. It's a lot. <laughs> and we don't mean it as... In a negative sense. Well, obviously, well, you, if you've been Star listening Wars. to this fucking show, like, you know that we don't mean it in a negative sense. We're just saying it's a lot of Star Wars shit going a- on. Any Star Wars opinion comes from the heart. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's because we love it. We, we love Star Wars. But uh, Variety just had their, their you know, they their had traditional their photo story. shoot uh, yeah. that they always have for the movies um, with some very interesting shots. Very interesting shots and a couple more, int- like, big, Tidbits, vague t- yeah. details and tidbits about the movie. 
Wanna so, start, do you want to start with the with the information first? Yeah, let's just do that quickly. Yeah. I have a I have a list off of comic book movie just to run it off. Um, so, suppose okay. Well, um, well, you go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So I mean, they already started off by saying that um, this the Ray final and movie ben well, connection. Well, okay, yeah. There is apparently a deeper connection to Ray and um to Ray and Kylo than what we than thought. what we've thought. So I'm thinking you said team up when we were talking about this. I'm thinking probably. May, I, I'm hoping it's a team up. Like, I don't I want it thinking, to be a family thing. I, I keep. I, I hope that's not the case. I also keep thinking that Ben is gonna go train Ray in the middle of the movie. He's just gonna like drop everything that. and and just go train her. That's what I get from like you know the Tie Fighter, like his Tie Silencer being there in whatever planet they're in. We don't know if it's Jakku. We don't know if it's Tatooine. I'm leaning more towards Tatooine, but it sounds. Like, but it, oh no, no, this was confirmed that this is a whole nother. Uh, oh, it's planet. a brand new planet. Uh, like John Soon or something. This John, is a, this, John Soon. Yeah, John Wick. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it, like John it's Carter. a whole nother. For real though, it is a whole nother uh, planet. It's so it's a, a brand new other, planet. Brand new planet. Okay, it's that's just cool. another one. Yeah. All right, I'm, out, I'm down with that then. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, that, that's a good middle ground. Pa- oh no, Pasana. That's what it's called. Never mind. Pasana. I don't know why the hell I said. Oh, because the Jakku. That's mm. why. Pasana. Uh, which is on the edge of the galaxy. So I'm guessing it's an outer rim yeah. uh, planet. And then <clears> there's a snow dusted world called um, Ki- Kijimi. Which is apparently home to the new, um, like, well, uh, it's apparently home to a new, a bunch of, like, criminal characters. Which is where I assume Carrie Russell's from. Yeah, Carrie Russell's character, who is called uh, Zari? Yeah, it starts with Zara. Zara is from I'm looking at right now. I had it here for, like, a hot second. We get a shot of her, and she looks great. Zori Bliss. Zori Bliss. She looks great. Yeah. You have, um, I mean, Naomi Aki, they talked a little bit more about her character, about Gianna. Mm. And then they showed uh, Richard E. Grant's character. It's called Allegiant General Pride, who I guess is like a... Uh, a step above Hux. A, I think it's like a step above Hux, yeah. And they kind of just work together more on like the um, the First Order stuff, I guess, more yeah, so than they Kylo. They must be like the duo, and Kylo's doing his own thing. That's why I, I assume Kylo's going to train with Rey. Also because of the cover. Oh, and you put the covers together, together yeah. they're the same. they're in the same area. Which kind of makes me think, why are they in like in the in the desert? I mean, I'm still under like I'm still thinking that that could definitely work. It makes also, sense. we see shots of the like the Knights of Ren in the, that that same desert location. That is true. Which but is very I don't know strange. If that's probably just an attack, maybe, which could be the case. But um, for this at least, I think that they I I feel like they could probably team up most likely. Mm. I don't know. You know, I'd be really interested. That shot at the end of the first trailer when they're looking at the uh, re- uh, the remains of the Death Star 2, it feels like there's a spot there that should be that's like That's what I fucking out. thought. Yeah, for the you longest think that's time. Kylo? That's what I'm thinking. Like, you know how like in some movies they just edit out some parts specifically like for the spoilers, like in Endgame? Yeah. Like I'm thinking, what if that shot just has Kylo in there but they just edit him out? And Kylo's part of that gang? I'd be fucking I'd be so happy I'm to so see that. I'm so down for that. I'd be so excited to see that. That, and that would make much more sense to your th- well to our theory yeah like about like them training and being like being together it, it, for me i like that more than them just being in a relationship because i just yeah. feel like that'd be forced especially i, for I feel like i feel like they're both equally looking for something yeah. and kylo is obviously isn't dropping the fact that like you know she's way she's super powerful in the force looking for each other yeah no i'm fucking with it <laughs> <laughs> but um the, the variety also goes out to confirm that this is apparently this movie was just solidify you know the actual end for this battle between the Sith, the Sith and, the and Jedi, which I'm thinking oh, even though it's always kind of been, I mean like this, the the Sith really haven't been a part of this sequel trilogy. Then again, you do have Palpatine, so like that is yeah that in the mix of this one. But I'm talking about like Last Jedi and Force Awakens. 
yeah, I guess probably just like a new evil will rise or a new good will rise out of this. Mm. Like I'm I the way I read it was like, oh okay. I don't think the Jedi are gonna be called the Jedi anymore from this point forward, maybe. The Skywalker. That's what I'm thinking. Skywalker. Or maybe a Skywalker is just a new branch. Probably. Its own thing. Like yeah. a, the, their version of a great Jedi. Yeah. It's like types of rum. Huh? <laughs> like types of rum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or types of wine. Yeah. You have um uh, Kathleen Kennedy was also saying that um they they're not go- trying to go for the MCU route anymore by like consistently releasing so many movies, which I find that that's really good. Uh they talked a little bit about shooting around Carrie Fisher scenes from uh, deleted scenes from Force Awakens mm-hmm. and apparently it worked at least according to Abrams. You know, I'm I'm hoping it's it it is um, he goes on to say personally that it's a more daunting task or it's a more challenging task for him to do this movie than, you know, Force Awakens because he literally kind of admits it that that Force Awakens is that palate cleanser that people needed mm-hmm. and it had to be so familiar to that. But then apparently he's teasing that he is trying to take new risks with this film. And I hope that is the case. I mean, I've heard that the last showdown between Ray, Carla, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be super Force oriented. Like, it's going to be a crazy force battle that we haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, they also say that Rey is a full-fledged Jedi now at this point. And that, uh, she has a hoodie. She has a hoodie? Yeah. Her, like, if you look in the in the last shot when, when it's, like, pushing into the Death Star. Yeah. You see her hoodie. Like, she has, like, a white hoodie on her thing. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, haven't, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I mean, neither. That's a good point. Um, Finn apparently is in, like, in a better place than what he was. He was more, he's more confident in... Working more the like in the resistance this yeah. time around, one year officially has passed from Last Jedi. Hmm. Uh, so this movie literally starts off a year away from from that from the events of that movie, and that's kind of just it right now in terms of tidbits. Like the rest of it are just pictures. Then you want to just get into the Luke one because I just think it's just a picture that's just um, unedited. I think it's a flashback. You think it's a flashback? Possibly. And it does that would make a lot of sense having R two in there because the introduction of a flashback still like makes sense. I mean, like like more flashbacks. They definitely have sense. done it now. You know, with Last Jedi, or it could be what you said, like where it might just be Luke as, as a as a Force ghost who's just chilling there waiting for like Ray and Oct Octu maybe. See, the thing about like these variety fair like cover shoots is that um, most of them are just like stage shoots. Vanity Fair was what I meant. My bad. Variety's cover shoots. Yeah, they're just stage shoots. There's not a lot of VFX that goes into the shots. Well, there's one actually, at least with the, with Ray and Kylo fighting in the rain with the lightsabers on. Yeah. You know, with the lights going on and the lightsabers. But like, I kind of just see that being the extent of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's interesting. They do play around with the fact of like the rise of Skywalker, what the title means, and I hope it's just not that like Luke, Luke comes back. back. Yeah. I, I, I no. just wanted to be a Force ghost, you know. Or like, or like, just like you know what we said about like what a Skywalker will be. Yeah. Or like Anakin. I'm really, I'm still a little bit worried about Palpatine's inclusion in this. Same. They don't, they don't talk about it at all in this article. I read the whole thing, and they, they, they're definitely keeping hush hush. They're being really hush hush about that shit. So, um, let's see what, let's see what happens there. Other than that, I think that's kind of it from Rise of Skywalker, though, from that article. Knights of the Old Republic. We officially got news that a Kotor movie is in development from one of the Avatar writers. Now, this means that a script is on the way. No, a script is already in the way. Yeah, it's it d- d- doesn't by... mean like there's like a director or a cast yet. I mean, could it just be the Venioff and Weiss th- stuff? Maybe. Does... I mean, yeah. I don't know. We still like have no really any, any idea what this what their thing is going to be. Yeah. You know, uh, Lita Calogridis, who's an executive producer on Avatar, is writing this new movie. 
it is coming the strange source but it's apparently coming from uh buzzfeed and it's supposedly uh the kickoff to a first it's a kickoff to a trilogy of films this marks she she becomes actually the first female writer on star wars since Leigh bracket co-wrote uh empire strikes back with loris kasten hmm. that's interesting actually i didn't even know that i mean didn't i mean didn't carrie fisher help with last jedi yeah, but she's a script doctor. Mm. Apparently, that's a whole different thing. I, I find that really confusing, actually. Because I thought, like, wouldn't that just be a script writer as well? Mm-hmm. But no, apparently script doctor is just like you're editing the scenes and you're kind of just like... You're kind of like... You're not exactly changing the script or you're... Well, you're just ironing out details. Probably ironing out details or just making things a little bit more cohesive, is what I assume. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm Obviously, it's fucking KOTOR. Like, if we were going to get Keanu Reeves, Darth Ravon. That'd be really cool. I'd be really happy to see that. I don't know when we'll get this movie. Maybe that's one of the dates that are already slated for, you know, for like 2021 onward. Hopefully. Hopefully. That'd be cool. But um, I mean, the first one will be Benioff and Weiss. First one's Benioff and Weiss. So I assume probably the second one is maybe Ryan Johnson. The way I see it is this. And I don't know if this would be really confusing for them in the long run. But imagine if it's like one year... Benioff and Weiss. The next one, or the following, actually, because it's bi-yearly, right? Um, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Then the next one is KOTOR. And then the next one is Benioff, Benioff and Weiss. And the next one is a cycle that repeats. So think I'm about it, every so much kind of, more like, into that. What is that? Like every four to five years? That gives a lot. It's just that so much time in between movies. Yeah, but then again, remember, you know, there was a huge gap in movies with the original trilogy, too. That is true. And the, and the prequel trilogy as well. That is true. Yeah. It could work. It could work. I'm much more into that idea than having, like, you know, a Star Wars movie every year. Because, again, we're getting in a Star Wars movie every two years. But the interesting part is we don't know what kind of Star Wars movie. Yeah, exactly. So, honestly, that actually sounds much better. Because there's just an increased amount of time to work on each project. But do you think, like, people will get confused? That's the thing, though. Like, remember when we would... Remember when we had people, like, around us watching Rogue One thinking oh this isn't epi- this isn't a movie episode about ray eight. yeah this yeah. is an episode eight and we're like no it's not and we're like oh what <laughs> i mean i guess it's just like the audience like kind of just needs to like stop being stupid May- <laughs> like, maybe but it's just like they have to approach this in a very in a in a in a more uh in a very accessible way and the thing is if they're able if disney is able to actually if disney and lucasfilm are able to actually do that this um that strategy i feel like it would probably make sense if they you know, kind of differentiate between honestly, them. Honestly, the way the way you're ex- explaining it, that that actually sounds like a much better idea. The way the more I think about it, the more I'm more into that. Because I could see it being problematic as well for like from an audience perspective, unless they d- do some way to differentiate between the three of them. Yeah, you know, maybe make one of them a Disney Plus exclusive or something. That's what I'm thinking. But I doubt they'll ever actually do something. Like Kotor. Oh, I'd be fucking. I'd actually be pissed if Kotor is the one that that's that. I'd rather be happier with like the Ryan Johnson one. Oh no, no, or something. I feel like Ryan Johnson needs to be up. Uh, you know, has to be like in theaters. There's a lot more pressure on that Kotor anyway, though. For me, at least for me, I think there's a lot more pressure on doing a Kotor movie because think about it. It's also essentially a video game. Sure, but like also like you know, I think like executive like position. I think like being off, being off and wise is so far is going to be the most like. Especially like right after Game of Thrones, I feel oh, like that's, yeah, that's no, the one yeah. they're, they're more scared of. They're in hiding right now. Like, yeah, they 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 literally said it months ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. This one I'm gonna I'm gonna just go really quickly on. There's a fan campaign going out there 
hashtag most wholesome, make solos two happen. Literally the most wholesome campaign to come out of the Star Wars community in a while, in a, in a long time. It's nice. Well, I mean, there's some nice ones. They do like little fan campaigns for like people with um, t- no, like, but I'm talking about like, cancer like to watch film wise. Early. I'm talking about like the like the actual film wise, like oh you know, yeah, because there's always reboot Last Jedi or, or remake Last Jedi. Yeah, and all that shit. No, you actually have one where it's generally like oh. We like so this. We Think like more. we like the world of Solo. We kind of want to. We do want to see more of it. We don't know if it'll come back, but we would love to see more. I I, I like that. I think I that's a like, really nice thing. I feel like you know? Solo should be in Disney Plus. I could see that being we a Solo Disney forgot. Plus series. We oh yeah, there's a third, the third series, series. There's a third Disney series Plus. in development. I would love that to be a continuation of Solo. To be honest, I think that's. I think that would be really nice. I'm still aiming for Obi Wan eventually. Me too. Maybe a Disney Plus movie. Look. Like, yeah, the thing is, I don't... Hmm. Man, let me see how he rephrase this. Because I'm not the biggest fan of Solo. I don't like the movie. But I do like the world it sets up and, it, you know, where it's going forward or where it's supposed to go forward. And I assume you like the characters as well. I do like the characters. I like Kira. I, I mean, for the most part, even though Han doesn't really change as a character, like, you know, I like Han. I like the Ch- I like Chewie in Gambino. this. Gambino. Gambino as, um, Lando. as Lando. And, like, I like that cast. I really mm. like, you know, the chemistry between them. But... For me, you know, I, I would be really happy if they would be if they were continuous uh, in in some way, shape, or form. You know, I would be really happy to see that. I feel like it's, that just fits perfectly for Disney Plus. I could definitely see it being a Disney. Or maybe Plus like thing. a crossover with Man. Oh no, not Mandalorian. Mandalorian takes no, place after Return yeah, it's a of different, Jedi. Whole different yeah, timeline. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you could probably bring characters in from that. Okay, maybe like, yeah, right. Yeah, maybe. But like, yeah, that that's what I was thinking. But um, yeah. I'm, I'd be, I'd be down. I'm down for this, mm-hmm. and it's a nice little campaign that I'm seeing going around. Ron Howard supporting it. Well, at least Fuck he, yeah. well, at least like he retweeted it with like a smiley face, so like he knows that's going he on. Appreciates Joe it. Kasdan was talking about like what you know is supposed to happen in a solo two or it's what great. he thinks is supposed to happen in solo two. Honestly, nobody gives Ron Howard the credit he deserves because he he probably really did save that movie. I mean, look, maybe I would have more more so. I would have wanted to see how what Lord and Miller made mm-hmm. with this instead. That's that's always been my Definitely. biggest problem with it, but like, look, he did a good job making a decent Star Wars movie. Thing is, it wasn't the kind of Star Wars movie for me. You know, sure. that, that was my problem with it. But like, I I won't I won't dismiss you know John. Um, sorry, I won't dismiss Ron Howard's quality as a director. This is because a, he is a good director. This is a like um just like a theoretical question. Do you think you would have liked this movie better if it would have been released on Disney Plus? I don't know about that. No, I don't. I don't think so. Do you think that, like, do you think that you would have preferred it, on Disney Plus something? Probably. Like that? The thing is, like, for me, with like this cast and this, like, you know, these actors. And- see, okay. The thing is, I say the Ryan Johnson thing earlier, right? But then again, I'm still a little bit. I guess maybe I'm just a little bit conservative over the fact that like Star Wars movies should just be theatrical releases. Mm-hmm. You know, having a Star Wars streaming, you know, a Star Wars film streaming exclusively i feel like that's just a bit maybe weird not, for me maybe, maybe it's something i would have to get used to maybe the same story but just it, 10 as episodes. A, yeah as a series i'm totally fine with as a movie for some reason i'm kind of weirded out by it sure you know sure. i'm just weirded out by that no it's i like, get that i get that it, it's just my thing you know like, i i the disney plus with, should, with, should be series yeah because like city show, if, i mean movies uh what's the next thing we're gonna talk oh well yeah, no, yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah, on to that later but with like Falcon and Winter Soldier. If that was a movie on Disney Plus, I'd be worried about that. Sure, because I feel like me that too. there would just be a drop in quality and a drop of like a, a drop in storytelling. It'd be like the CWE you know? film version. I feel like that would be the case. Yeah, you I know? get that. Like, I, I I definitely get that. 
But then again, it is Disney. They have the budget for it. But you and know so what far, I mean, man, I mean shit, know? Mandalorian looks fucking yeah, as high budget as Last Jedi. You I know could just I mean? be like super paranoid about yeah. this whole shit in the in the first place. But regardless, I'm I'm fine with this. I think it's a nice wholesome little fan campaign. I would love to see something happen from it. So next thing, mm. but I know we're gonna probably be a little bit longer on this. But hey, I, we had we'll to try talk and go about quick. this. We'll try and go quick. We'll try. But- Robert Pattinson is in talks to play the Batman, even though we have we almost got com- confirmation. Batman. Yeah. For, uh, pat, no, Bat-Pat. Bat-Pat? Yeah, or, or beware pat. the Pat. No, no, Pat. Uh, Battison. Bat-Pattison? Robert Bat-Battison. <laughs> Robert Battison. That sounds like the blood uh, bees when you put it on like random words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, apparently Bat-Pat might be a thing. Uh, he's in the running against the Nicholas Holt. But it looks like for the role it, of Batman, it looks Matt like Reeves he has film. it. Oh yeah, no, you know what this is? This is like somebody in the press. This is somebody in like Warner Brothers like PR thing, like throwing shit out there. Oh yeah, and seeing what sticks. Yeah, more. I, Nicholas I think like Holder, it's more, him. I think it's more of a thing like for Robert Pattinson. It's like, hey, you know, this is a big role. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like the thing is, I'm so happy that we we literally were just predicting this was no, just thinking this would be a better, you know be the best choice the best choice to play batman and it's actually probably happening happening. yeah it's happening can you fucking believe that i'm so happy and i just saw high life last night great he's fantastic he's amazing in it you know he's a really look i can't just brought he does brooding great yeah the thing is oh brooding you said brooding sorry yeah i meant brooding that's fine i don't know why i said brooding no it's early brooding yeah Yeah. (laughs) the thing i i want to talk about with this like i get people's reactions to him being oh the twilight guy but then again you haven't seen his other stuff and he hates twilight more than you he fucking hates twilight so much like he hates twilight more than anyone this man couldn't have didn't probably didn't have to do any of these movies that he did after twilight he has so much money he literally set out his career yeah he set out his career to like reef like fix his image yeah and it works he's worked in that and in that time he's worked with warner herzog he's worked with cronenberg twice he's worked with He's about Sophia to work Brothers. with Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan. He's, Robert Eger- Eggers. He, yeah, he's about he's about to work. Well, no, he is working with Robert Eggers right now, soon, in a couple months. He's Denny, had an insane... Claire like, Denny. Filmography. Right now High Life. Insane filmography in the last 10 years, and he completely deserves it. Yeah. He's a, he's a tremendous actor, and I'm so happy to see somebody like him actually be able to, like, take the role of Bruce Wayne. Because the thing is, he could make a fantastic Bruce Wayne. That he has though, that weird, I feel like... like like he has like a weird like just grunginess to him. Like he he brings something to the role that no other actor has, because he has such a a dark vibe to him, and he looks like he's gone through shit. You get yeah. me? Yeah. Like he looks like like I can completely well, he imagine went Twilight. So. I can completely <laughs> imagine him being like like the type of Bruce Wayne. He's kind of like a little cocky, like kind of really sure of himself, but he's also like very just like damaged and kind of like like a shut in maybe. Just a very different Bruce Wayne. And just, like, he also, like, I completely see his version of Batman being, like, long pointing holes, long fucking ears. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, uh, just a gothic, long Halloween-type Batman. And I completely see him being, like, the detective yeah. that Matt Reeves wants. At least from what we think this movie is supposedly going towards. Yeah, and, I'd be oh, really happy also, to, to mention, uh, supposedly, Josh the two Gad. villains. Oh, well, Josh oh, Gad isn't Josh well, Gad. Well, he, he wants to play Penguin. Yeah, he, he definitely wants it, but it, the, the, yeah, it's Penguin and Catwoman. 
I'm supposedly. fine with it. I, I just am want too. more villains because I don't want it to just be no, a Batman supposedly, Returns thing. This is going to be a whodunit, Hitchcockian type film. I fucking hope so. This is the, that's the really aim cool. that Matt Reeves is going for, like a noir type Hitchcockian detective thriller, whodunit with more than just Penguin and Catwoman. You There's going to be much more of the Rogues Gallery in it. That sounds like Hush, huh? actually, if you really think about it. It does sound a lot sounds like a lot, Hush. It sounds a lot like Hush. Hmm. Do you I, think they'll do Hush right away? I don't know. I don't think he's because the thing is he said he he's not making a straight up adaptation of anything. He's making he's taking bits and pieces. He's taking bits and pieces. And this would be a Batman that's been in the game for around like two years. Yeah. The thing is, if you if you mention something like that, like that who done it aspect of it, that definitely gives me a hush vibe towards it. Hush know? and Long Halloween. Yeah. Oh, definitely Long Halloween as well. But um, I think that's that's what we're going. For, what we're gonna get like a gothic type Batman. I'd be really happy with that. And look, with an actor like Pattinson. He definitely can show you that, you know, he it's could snap at any moment. It's a different know? kind of depth. Yeah. Like, he's very calm and collected, but when he has to, like, fuck shit up, he could do that immediately. Like, in High Life, I'm not going to spoil anything from High Life, but, like, there's some scenes where he just, yeah. like, he just, like, you didn't expect him to go crazy, just, but he fucking loses it. And it's, it's, it, it's oh, amazing. Man. It's amazing. That's a crazy-ass movie. I love Jesus. it. You I'm, love I'm very, it. I'm so down. I'm and so down. This is looking to be, like, my Batman movie. I like, hope... We get a costume soon. I doubt it, but I know we're probably gonna have him. What do you show think we're gonna get in like uh, Comic Con? What? What do you think we're gonna get with him? Wait, like what? yellow, like a yellow. Uh, what do you think is gonna be the thing for him? Because like Batman's whole thing, I don't think we're yellow oval. Batflex's whole thing was like you know the great. He finally has the gray suit with the short ears and the big logo. I could just see it being a leaner version of that DKR costume, to be honest. Unless Something they bulk like him that? up. Unless they bulk him up. Oh, he's definitely gonna get ripped. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like Affleck ripped. I don't know if that's even possible. Maybe. I see him maybe being like an Aaron Taylor Johnson type of thing. Or like Christian Bale. Yeah, probably. You know? That's what I'm thinking too. Shit. Yeah. We'll I'm, I'm very excited about that. I am that. too. I hope they do something different. Yeah. So Especially with the suit. Yeah. So speaking of Pattinson, he's starring in Christopher Nolan's next movie. Tenet. Or Tenet. Tenet. That's, that's how I kind of read it. It's a yeah. spy espionage film. A spy espionage film. That added um, Kenneth Branagh to the cast and a couple other people. Michael Caine. Michael Caine as well. Um, and it's apparently a spy movie surrounded about um, stuff around espionage. 2020? Spy shit. Yeah, July 2020 is when it comes out. I love Nolan's cycle for films. He just does films like every four years or every three, four years. Well, when did Dunkirk came out? 2016, 2016, right? Oh, yeah. It would have been three years. 16 yeah. or 17? I think 17. No, never mind. Was it 17? I can't remember. But yeah, it looks really interesting. I'm excited for anything Chris Nolan does because he really does just do something different every film. And I'm glad and I, I'm really I really hope to like hope we see like a very like in-depth, complicated Nolan story. I see this being like a big action oriented movie. Oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, also he's in, in the cast too. as well. Yeah. Um with Pattinson's with in it. Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, John David Washington, um uh Clemens Posey. And Dimple Capadia alongside Michael Caine, obviously. But yeah, the world of es international espionage is what I've been reading is um, going to be what this film is centered on. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about that. Like, it, first of all, it's a spy movie. It's the closest he'll ever make to a Bond movie, probably. Yeah. And, you know, given what's been going on with Bond's production, I'm more excited about this movie than Bond right now. Who do you think is going to be the main character? I think probably Pattinson. You think? Maybe. I hope. But then again, I don't know. I heard it was probably going to be a trio, 
to Becky Washington and um and Pattinson probably as like a team because hmm. remember those were like the first three that were casted yeah so I could see that being just either being a trio like totally spies or something what would be cool like, if we get like Kenneth Branagh or Michael Caine as like the villain I could see it being Kenneth Branagh he's always cool. he always does a lot of villain roles I want him to have that mustache from uh, Murder on the Orient <laughs> that's a huge fucking mustache yeah. <laughs> it's so funny I'm excited about that though um more Warner Brothers stuff, though. Akira and Mortal Kombat are slated for 2021. Akira uh, is being directed by... Taika Waititi. God. I think also written by him as well. At least this new script. Um, slated for May of... Or no, sw- slated for May or July of 2021 alongside... It's the same date as John Wick Chapter 4. <laughs> so it's definitely got some competition there. And uh, Mortal Kombat slated for March of 2021. We're going to be seeing stuff... Uh, we're 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 gonna be seeing like more of this very soon. More from both, I think. Yeah, definitely soon. From um, because Warner Brothers always likes to like hype up their projects way ahead of time. I I, I, I assume Taika is gonna be like you know high gear on this right after Mandalorian comes out. Well, I mean, or I, he's already high gear on. I it think right he's now. already high gear on this already because he's he, he just left. He, um, he just left Bubbles. Yeah. The um, the Michael Jackson movie about the chimp. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> that would have been cool. I know, but like. <sighs> That's such a weird little concept. <laughs> like, I'm Can you imagine Taika as, like... as Michael Jackson? Oh, God. <laughs> Taika He's already like... playing Hitler. Yeah. Oh, Jojo Rabbit comes out this year, too. I can't his, wait. His next directorial effort. I can't wait. So, um, he's probably working post on that right now, and then he'll go straight into God, Akira. I can't believe we're really getting Akira soon. We're going to get information about it really soon. I'm still worried about it because it's I am worried about Akira. it, too. Yeah. There's a lot to do, but this there's a lot in Akira to, to make something out of, you know? So I'm just it's just like it's very different for something like someone like Taika. Yeah, like we talked about this yesterday, you know, like I've never really seen a big leap from him before. Like, look, Thor Ragnarok sounds like a really good like it's a really good uh, example of how he could do blockbuster fare and action. But that is that story is completely different from something from Akira. Akira is not funny. Akira is bleak and as dark and dour, fucking depressing. As bleak as it can get. It literally opens with an atomic bomb in the middle of J- of Japan. And there's like sex slaves involved and fucking like just. Oh well, yeah, there's a bunch of like sla- druggies, yeah. Yeah, shit. slavery, like neo- tyrants, yeah, like post yeah. um like cyberpunk stuff going on. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> it's not. I really hope they it's don't not something punches. for the whole family. You know I really hope I mean? they don't pull any punches. I hope so either. I, I really hope they don't with that. Um, they got a director for Mortal Kombat. I'm trying to remember. It's a Nos- they're working. They're shooting it in Australia, where um, James Wan's producing. Gi- James Wan is producing. It's still that movie, um, and a f- I don't know if it's a first time director, but uh, uh, Simon McQuoid is directing. He's from he's from uh, Australia, and actually, okay, it will be the biggest film production in the state's history, according to um, Stephen Marshall south australia premiere i don't know where he worked what that means but yeah it's oh pre-production starting this month the camera's scheduled to start shooting later this year so we're gonna be getting a cast pretty soon actually i think maybe by like comic-con maybe i think johnny cage is gonna be played by (laughs) chris pratt think about that i was thinking chris evans fucking hey that'd be good can you imagine i could chris evans I, just, I see more Chris Evans because he just has that voice and just Jesus has that. Christ, I, cause I imagine him from Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. That'd be fucking great. Exactly. But I could see it being Chris. Or Hemsworth. Just oh, one of the that'd Chris's. that'd be really cool, actually. One of the Chris's. I could, yeah, actually, all three of them could really do it pretty well. I don't know how they're going to. 
Oh shit, no, that's it. Um this what? fucker from uh This Is Us. <gasps> Fucking yeah. yay, that's right. Justin Hartley? Yes. Yes. That would be really good actually. I think, I think that's perfect. Cake. I think that's perfect. Um who as a Raiden though, who could be a really good Raiden? There's not really any ethnicity for Jet Raiden. Lee. Jet Li would be really good. Jackie Chan. Nah. You don't think so? Nah. That has to be a really good I I mean I assume Kung Lao and um uh fucking what's his name now um the other one his hmm. cousin but he's basically the star of Mortal Kombat if you're not Scorpion or Sub-Zero Oh my fucking god why am I blanking on his name Aaron right Black? now No no not Aaron Black he's a new character I can see Aaron Black showing up probably That'd be cool Yeah um why the fuck am I blanking on his name Whatever but you know what I mean the other ninja guy with the hat with the hat Kung Lao is his cousin, and he is essentially the one who kills. I feel like Scorpion and Raiden would be like just unknowns. I could see it being unknown. I don't see it being like an A-lister playing him, mm-hmm. playing them. Um, let me find it out. MK characters. Whatever. But yeah, we're excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm not. Oh, Liu Kang, mother. Liu Kang. Okay. Wow, I'm so stupid. Liu Kang. You want to see Ronda Rousey as uh, as Sonya, though? That seems too obvious. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want it. No, apparently it was so bad. In apparently, yeah she's, yeah, she's horrible. She was like a really bad voice actor in uh, MK11, which sucks, man. Sonic the Hedgehog, the next character in MK. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Can you imagine? That's the same. No, but it's the movie character. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be brutal. Sonic the Hedgehog got delayed, expectedly, because they announced that yeah. they're going to change the design of Sonic. Valentine's <sighs> Day 2020. Makes Perfect. a lot of sense. Perfect. I'm taking Brit. Oh, yeah. I want to see this disgusting moron <laughs> with Brit. my loved one. Yeah. Just, just, just you know, like tipsy tip, tipsy off the rosé wine. <laughs> just laughing at this abomination. Making love in the theater to, yeah. to Sonic the Hedgehog. God. As, as Sonic wanted. Like, yeah. No, you actually do get a tease of uh, the new design, though, actually. Kind well, of, I don't, I mean, like, I don't know. Just the silhouette of like, the original logo. I don't know about the logo, but you see that his hand... Is a glove now and not disgusting white fur, so that's a good. That sign. was always so weird. I've never been. I've never been comfortable with it. That like, why white fur? I don't know, man. You know. Can we move on? You know what was better though? <laughs> Did you see that uh, Birth Movies Death article where Which they one? put that fan poster yes, of uh, the yes, Hellbound? Yes. The Hellbound yes. Hedgehog. <laughs> It's so disgusting. Red Movies has has a weird hard on with Sonic. They they have a weird hard on with a lot of genre stuff. But then again, it's Birth Movies Dev, so that makes a lot of sense for them. I like their style. I've always liked their style of like journalism. Yeah, they're very weird. Yeah, (laughs) was that first trailer or no? The first look at Sonic, first uh, look at Sonic. Oh my God, what the fuck happened to Sonic? It's literally the headline. Or like Quentin Tarantino is threatening us with a three hours. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Chris Rock is uh, doing Saw. Yeah. Let me find the article on that because that is the weirdest thing. He hey, is... He is pro- yeah. Like how I said before, how with... um la- Yesterday when you called me, uh, I, we were talking about Taika, Taika as uh, Akira. Yeah. And not as Akira, directing Akira. As Akira. That's probably one of the coolest like things because like I have more faith in that because whenever it's an off-the-wall choice like that, I always feel like the person you know doing it wants to do it. It comes from a place you know from the heart. I find it really interesting because it's just like... It seems like Chris Rock wants to do this. Yeah. You know? And it's not like it's a weird, you know, choice. A lot of comedic 
actors and a lot of comedic personalities have worked on horror before. It's just weird and that it makes it's it really Saw. well. You it's know? Weird, really weird that it's Chris Rock and Saw. You get me? Maybe he just has a really good, you know, love for Saw or probably the original. He's uh, producing this with James Wan and Lee Wanell. I'm excited. But then again, I think they've produced every other movie as well. Yeah, yeah. He is. I'm trying to read this out because I think they have a director already. Okay. Um, I mean, if they're trying to like take Saw in a new direction, yeah, I'm still down for that. Slated for October twenty third, twenty twenty. So right in time. That's for really close. Yeah. What the f- like? That's really really close. Then again, I mean, it's like it's not like they need a big budget for a Saw movie. Like they turned those out like every other year. Yeah. When they were where they were doing that, but um, I'm I'm totally fine with this. I don't know if they have a director involved. Actually, I'm trying to see. Uh, at least from this article on Deadline, doesn't say. But regardless, yeah, we should get the Waynes to direct. Oh man! Oh, film. just make it scary movie. Yeah, God, but like a good one though. <laughs> I'm I'm down for Chris Rock. Um, yeah, let's just sit on that. What's the next one on the docket? Oh, okay. Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show on Disney Plus got a director and uh, more cast members joining as well. The director, he's a he's a veteran on TV stuff. Who is it? Uh, his name is. Oh, okay. Uh, Carrie St- uh, Skogland. He's uh, directed. Or he or she? I can't remember. I don't know how to. I, I don't know the gender of the person, mm-hmm. of the writer. Um, but he, it's a, ven- a veteran TV Helmer who's directed a bunch of stuff of, from Handmaid's Tale. It's a six episode series. This one that's expected to hit Disney Plus in August of next year. Uh, Malcolm Spellman, who's a writer on Empire, is writing the script. And I mean, spoilers for Endgame. I'll just go quickly on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers for Endgame. Chris Evans um, gave the mantle to Sam, so I'm pretty sure this thing is going to get a new title, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sh- Sharon Carter is in talks to join Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan alongside Daniel Brühl, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, because Bringing back those characters from Civil War. Yeah. I'm. The thing is, I really liked Zemo in Civil War. So we're getting like an espionage type show? That's what I'm thinking, but I'm also hoping that you know you get more interesting stuff with Zemo than we did in Civil War. I thought he was great in make Civil War. Make him more War. of a Nazi. Make him more... Yeah, shit. <laughs> like, well, make him more of like the villain that he always kind of was. Just psycho. You know, if they give him the Zemo costume, I'd be so fucking happy. Oh, with the purple mask? Dude, it'd be so cool. Yeah. I'm excited about Is that. Is that a purple ski mask, right? It's, like, like, weird, it, right? it's like a weird sock. It's like a purple sock. Hmm. I'll go through this one really quickly, though. The Tick got canceled recently on Amazon. Um, there's a fan campaign. Actually, no. The creators are setting out a campaign yeah, to shop it to other ahead. network They're like networks. in, right? Yeah, they they just finished their second season recently. Um, the creator is shopping it to other networks right now. If you could try to support that, it's Netflix. a really good, interesting little series. Netflix sounds like they could pick it up. I mean, Netflix will pick anything up, really. I hope. Honestly, they would. no. Put it in Adult Swim. Fuck it. That'd be really fun, actually. Or like, or like fucking, I don't know, something on Verve. Probably, yeah. It's a weird niche property, right? To have like that, yeah. I I can totally be down for that. Uh, next one on the docket, Rick, Rick and Morty. Morty. Season four officially Ugh. coming in November. <laughs> I, I hate I that Rick it. and Morty got so popular because like the, the fan base just became so disgusting. The thing is, do you remember when yeah, Rick and Morty was nothing? And like only you, me, and like a couple like, other friends of ours knew about the show. Yeah. Yeah, I remember just watching we binged the first season together in your room. Yeah, that was great. That was a fun fucking time. Like I love I love this series. Rick and Morty was I so, hate the fan base. Rick and Morty has always been great. It's always been great, yeah. yeah. Now season three was fantastic. It had a lot of really good episodes. You know what episode always sticks out to me? Mm. The one with the Avengers type team that gets killed off yes, completely. Which yes. is also a ripoff on Saw. Yeah. <laughs> my the my favorite part. It was like drunk Rick. <laughs> yeah, it's drunk the Rick who 
like gets more depressed but more homicidal <laughs> it's just so, like as it gets along the thing with rick and morty is like people have actual like fan theories of how like the story will play out the thing is, is super interesting the only fan theory i kind of like believe though is the stuff with evil morty yeah well he's kind of like the the mastermind behind all this yeah i like that theory a lot same but then again knowing dan Harmon and justin roiland i don't think they'll ever try to pick up something with that or they'll just make it as like one note as possible and just kill him off like as a joke I mean, it is hinted at. Really it is like hinted at. It's hinted of. at, but like, wouldn't it be funny? Like, yeah. it would make much they just so much more off sense. Like they just kill him off like nothing. Like that crocodile from the Vindicators episode. The end of season two <laughs> still fucks me up. Oh, the the Nine Inch Nails thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's, that that is a really good uh, capper to that. That's the one with Mister Poopy Butthole, right? Yeah. Teasing about season oh, three. Shit. Oh shit! And he's like humping the pizza lady. Yeah. Guy. He's like laying down. <laughs> oh man, on the pizza. <laughs> That's a funny one. The Epic Game Store hates your money, <laughs> or like it just it like like it like they're they're basically no, tyrants. it doesn't want it. It doesn't want it. They're so weird. Okay, a have lot, you been I, following the story? A lot of people in the in like the game like PC Master Race community like hate fucking Epic Games. <laughs> like they they they're like like calling them tyrants. Like <laughs> Jesus, I love that you called it the Master Race. But like, look. So, for those of you who haven't been keeping up on this whole d- shit show. <laughs> Epic Game Store, they had their recent, um, they had their first official sale on their store. Here's the weird thing about it, Victor. Have you been to the Epic Game Store? I haven't downloaded it. Okay, cool. Good. So, <laughs> the Epic Game Store does not have a shopping cart. I know that. That's. It also does not have regional currency. It doesn't have the ability to, you know, tr- um, work around regional currencies. Everything is bought by USDs. And you can only make a purchase of one game one time. Uh, one once a, one a, uh, one game at a time. You can't add more things into your thing because you don't have a shopping cart. Obviously, that's so fucking stupid. So, according to Patrick Wiven, um, you may know from the Two Best Friends cast and um, or the Super Best Friends cast and uh, Castle Super Beast. Now, it's a really good podcast. I I highly recommend. He went on the Epic Game Store because there was a sale on, or at least he was one of the f- for, like first people to really like you know be really loud about it about mm-hmm. the problem going on. He had to make you know couple purchases at a time you know he bought like what five or six games according to him that was around like 60 percent of the inventory i don't know if that's you know hypothetical or not or uh, no um what's the word i'm looking for if that's an exaggeration or not but what he was saying that he bought a lot of stuff in the store Mm. so the epic game store blocked his account in suspicion of fraud and i saw him using his different account yeah the thing is he says it on the podcast and it's a really funny listen to uh for that episode he talks about it saying that there are like it's email verified the epic game store which has a two-factor verification and then he said he was paying it through paypal which is also another two-factor verification that it is the same person that is making all these transactions so it doesn't make any sense to believe that there's another person using you know what that sounds like to me what it sounds like that that, that's just like a little workarounds for people to like not buy as many deals so get in on as many deals the thing is a lot of people did buy as much as they could until some of them were delisted or removed from the store because that goes on to the other thing where um borderlands 3 and vampire bloodlines the masquerade 2 were taken off the sale or uh vamp at, at least at this time from what i know vampire was taken off completely from the epic game store um borderlands 3 i think was put back but there was a discounted price on their pre-orders 
And the thing about that that's really weird, and I guess it makes a lot of sense from a developer's perspective, putting a discounted price on a pre-order kind of shows that there's like less worth to that game when you think about it. When you put a price to something that hasn't come out yet and you already lowered it, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of shows like there's some weird, you know, suspicion or like there's some weird... It, it, it rises some suspicion among some people. About what's actually happening you know? with the yeah. game. Yeah, so the developers, so 2K, you know, decided to just take it off from the store moment for like temporarily i don't idea, know I about um i don't remember the developers of vampire but um they they took it off completely from the epic game store the thing about that though for the people who did buy those pre-orders when they were on sale I, and they was taken out like hours in mm. that sale i think lasted the weekend that that those two were taken out within hours of that sale starting see the thing is in other countries their currency is worth less than ours yeah right? they're worth less than usds than United States dollars. So, remember, they don't work with regional currencies, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine you already have that price listed, that original price listed, then you discount it. And then, um, in the case of one game, I'm trying to remember what was the name of it. Oh, Hades. A game that's in early access. It's not even officially com- like complete yet. They were changing... Uh, supposedly, they were changing the price... Without the developers uh, knowing acknowledgement, to be even lower than what it was at first, to like seven dollars, and to that point, a lot of people in other countries basically bought it for pennies. God, <laughs> like, essentially, God. or just like less than seven U- United States dollars. This just sounds like a, like just incompetent people it's just a big working shit show behind like the epic game store it's so bad it's i don't understand why they haven't worked any of that stuff in even though they said in their plan and those seem like their really timeline minor is, bugs that they could just fix like it's no problem the thing is like, like a shopping a, a fucking shopping cart should be like already textbook you shouldn't need it one. should already be there by launch yeah you know a fucking curated system should already be there by launch like all this little stuff that Steam already has that has already like that didn't like Steam that, was really scared. Steam is just fine by. Steam you know? was really scared at first when Epic Games like store dropped. Started but, taking like, all the exclusives, but like now this thing happens and people literally got fucked over, you know, financially over God. these sales. Steam needs to fix its issues and Epic Games needs to actually be a competitive store. Yeah. Cause how are you gonna compete with another like, you know, online store if you don't even have a fucking shopping cart or a stable system? You know, if you can't even convert other f- sources of currencies, other forms of currency for a, for, for a video game store, how on the internet, how are you going to be able to compete? Like most of your profit comes from other countries. Not that the shouldn't make United any, States. that shouldn't make any sense to have it just be United States dollars at the moment. You know, that's just dumb. But hey, let's go on one to the of next the, one <laughs> here. Hey, this next thing is one of the greatest ideas ever put into like the a the aether, whatever the fuck, the you ether, know, yeah. the ether. Yeah. George R. R. Martin's working. He's 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 being a, like a supervisor. He's working on in some capacity on a game by fucking From Software. Uh, yes, I believe he's writing it. I think, and it's gonna be kind of a Norse game. He says here centered okay, around Norse Norse mythology. It's rumored to be from From Software. He says, and I quote: "I've consulted on a video game out of Japan." So um, this that's from a blog post he he put uh, recently. So. Apparently, it, it the rumor is that he is working with a game uh, on a game with a developer from software, people who made uh, Bloodborne and Dark Souls. For people who don't know, and yeah, it's apparently and Sekiro, most recently, huh? And Sekiro, most recently. Oh, Sekiro. Oh, that, that's right. True. Um, 
It's uh, it's internally known as GR. Apparently, it's coming from Jamatsu, and has been in development for the past three year, uh, three years. It's an open world title with horse riding and and collaboration between horse riding. Wow, Hidetaka Miyazaki and George R. R. Martin, uh, published by Bandai Namco. God, that's crazy. Which is apparently going to be announced at Microsoft's E3 press conference, which is in like two weeks, I think. I believe so. Oh my god. Yeah, E3 is very soon. Actually, dude, jeez, dude, that's so exciting. I'm very excited to see what this could happen. I heard it's be. about like something Norse related. I wouldn't be surprised. That'd be awesome. Yeah. It'd be fucking great. Yeah. Oh, god, just I just imagine like, you know, especially now reading George R. R. Martin, like reading like, you know, Game uh, of Thrones right now. Game of Thrones right now. Um he has such a a style to his writing and it's so like sharp. Yeah. And so like, you know, like deep. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say something dumb. What? <laughs> I was going to say like his wieners. <laughs> Like the wieners he writes. I hate you. <laughs> the penis, the, pe- the penis, the penis, man. the penis aesthetics They're in this great. game are going to be insane. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> Shit, you never no, know. No, knowing Japan, they won't. They won't do that. Oh yeah, no, just yeah. tits. No, not even that. I, I mean, yeah. jiggle physics are <laughs> trying to be destroyed, at least from Bandai Namco. Those yeah. cowards. Yeah. I'm kidding. I mean, I don't <laughs> it's know. It's a weird thing. <laughs> um... Speaking of, you know, Sony, Japan and, yeah. like, you know, Sony and shit, PlayStation um, is now making their own IPs. Oh, yeah, the PlayStation Productions. It's a thing that they're trying to adapt their own A Twisted um, Metal IP. TV show? Yeah, a Twisted Metal TV show was announced, um, and they said their goal is to basically produce and create content based off of their IP for movies and TV. So Uncharted, I assume, is going to be in yeah, there. Yeah, the thing is, they kind of already did that with their PlayStation View original series. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like Bendis, power. Yeah, like... powers was adap- uh, was adapted. That didn't really go anywhere. I could see this being dead in a couple years. But then again, it depends on how fast they, you know, how, um, how quickly they fast track this twisted metal TV show, and everything was from Uncharted. Um, I'm like honestly like um, this is like I I, I find it kind of weird that. Oh wow. I think it's unnecessary that um every single studio from anywhere is just making their own content. Like, like, okay, I understand Apple, but like a video game company is now making their own like movies and TV shows. Like, come on. I mean, I think it's fine. The thing is like, I've never really seen that, um, so much success from like recent endeavors that they've, that Sony has been trying to do that, um, for their TV stuff. You know, when they tried to make their own like original content, to rival Netflix. If YouTube can get Cobra Kai and have to actually be successful. Yeah. You know, I mean, hopefully, it could work. You know, it, could, it could work. The thing is, I love Twisted Metal mm-hmm. a lot, so I hope that TV show could actually work. And like Mad Max, be, basically be weird. Yeah, I, I hope they could, you know, actually give it the budget it deserves, and hopefully a story, because you know, there's not really a story in Twisted Metal to justify a TV show. But hey, that's just my two cents on that. I think it's going to be dead in a couple of years. I doubt it. Mm. This is a quick little comic news. This is a weird ass topic that was going around this whole week, but we finally got confirmation, more confirm, uh, more uh, clarity on that. Uh, this issue, no, on this news yesterday, as Friday. Oh, forgot to mention, we're recording on uh, Saturday, May twenty fifth. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom King is leaving Batman as it's not going to be writing for Batman anymore by the end of 2019. So I think uh, issue 85 is his last issue. Yeah, in December. But it was confirmed yesterday um, by DC and Tom King himself that he is writing uh, Batman Catwoman's maxi-series, a 12-issue miniseries, uh, slated immediately in January in 2020. So they're going to fuck some more? See, okay. Can I, I, I... 
can I spoil some things about Tom King's run in Batman? I kind of want to read it. Okay, on good. My own. It's a. I think it's a really solid run, but um, I'm not gonna spoil anything then. So not as good as Scott Snyder, I assume. I like Scott Snyder's stuff a lot, but the thing is with Tom King's, it's very different. Like, you, I, it's hard to compare the two. Style's different. Yeah, different and it's like darkness. it's not action oriented. Hmm. There is action in it, but it's just very uh, like uh, personal. Okay. Much, much more emotional stuff going on. That's going um, in in Tom King's writing. I really like his run. Now that it's ending, I could probably just buy like the, just his run. Yeah. In a hardcover or something. It's so weird because. I wish they could have just had this be... I feel like this series that was just been announced could have just been already into the mainline Batman series. Because right now we have the main like climax of his arc going uh, that's about to start now with City of Bane. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil anything with that, obviously. But like that's a big... That, that, that t- seems to me, at least, like the big climax point of that run. He planned it to make it like 100 issues. And with this one, I think, what, 85 plus 12? Yeah, it's already more than 100 issues. At that, like 102. Mm. There. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, was it? No, almost 100 issues. It's like 97, 98. But um, it, it's so weird to me that this is a thing, you know, like... That he's it, leaving? That, that, that he's just leaving for this other maxi series that he could have just done it in Batman, you know? Maybe there's some studio issues, yeah, production. I mean, D- DC being DC, like they're they're very weird in what they've been doing. I don't like the stuff that Dan Didio's been doing the last couple of years in mm. terms of like you know handling different characters. Like essentially, to like without spoiling anything, the Titans, the original Teen Titans, are all fucked up because but, yeah, of Titan, I know. Uh, because of Dan Didio. And I know the that. Legion of Superheroes and the Justice Society are just not a thing. They're non-existent unless you're reading Doom uh, Doomsday Clock. But still, you know, mm. like j- like it's weird. The Tom King run though, I've. It's very divisive for a lot of Batman fans. And I could understand why, because of the backlash from the wedding, quote unquote, from what happened that, in issue 50. Yeah, 50. That didn't, just yeah didn't spoilers. Happen. Yeah, it didn't actually happen. But I assume it's going to happen. There's going to be some kind run. of resolution. I think there will. I think either he gets married or there will be some better, Something more positive, into... yeah, more positive like resolution to that storyline. Leading into the maxi. Yeah. Series. Or no, just being in the Maxi series, since mm-hmm. this is a Batman Catwoman series. Oriented. Yeah. I'm thinking like it's gonna go the same route as like Mr. and Mrs. X mm-hmm. when Gambit and Rogue got married, finally. And like they just had their miniseries together. That's what I assume this is gonna be like the same like they're taking the same page out of. Somebody's new is gonna write for Batman and Tom King is gonna finish off his story arc the way he wants to by doing a story about them together in love or something. Mm-hmm. Or I could be completely wrong. Tom King is able to subvert a bunch of fun. He's a person. He's he's a, he does a lot of big surprises in his run mm-hmm. so far. I like it. I'm I'm happy that he's still sticking around to it. He's still doing more stuff with DC. That's just my two cents on that. I'm very happy about that. So that does it for news. What are we? Wow, we just hit two hours. Yeah. Hey, congrats. We Ooh. did it. Woo. Let's start wrapping this up yeah. in a bow. Um, hot comics. By the time you guys get this, hopefully it'll be out before Wednesday for you guys could pick up the stuff. If anything, try to get to your local comic book shop as soon as you possibly can because these are some of the hottest books of the month. And Actually, I might say hottest books of the year for me. Some of them, at least. Hmm. Well, I mean, debatably. Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock issue 10 comes out next week. Um, that's supposedly... In, that's coming out in tangent with Heroes in Crisis issue 9, the final issue in that miniseries. Those are supposedly really rela- uh, related in a big way. Mm. They were getting apparently issue ten is the most important issue of Doomsday Clock so far. From what I've you know, I've been reading the series, 
it's fucking phenomenal. It's so good. For last issue ended in a huge, huge cliffhanger. I don't know what they're gonna do in this next one. It's honestly, I'm like, I'm anxious and excited at the same time. I still need to pick up Doomsday yeah. Clock. Heroes in Crisis ends at the same time, and apparently, there that that big twist in Doomsday Clock is also uh, intertwined with what happens at the finale of Heroes in Crisis. I'm not gonna spoil anything about Heroes in Crisis, but the thing is, for me, I like it a lot. There is, there is one element that is just, I feel, is just strangely rushed, and it's very it's kind of disappointing for me in parts because of the character that's associated with that twist but i'm not going to go into it more mm-hmm. uh batman the last night on earth scott schneider greg capullo teaming up again in what is apparently the their team. yeah their quote-unquote last batman story that that together. that um cover of him holding the joker's head so good so Crazy. good essentially the, the series is what if bruce wayne wakes up to a world he doesn't know and people don't know that he's Batman. Or no, people don't know that Batman exists. And there's a fucking severed head of Joker that talks to him. And it's a post-apocalyptic Mad Max That's vibe. Cool. It's like Green Lantern babies. It's weird. I'm really excited. Um, Daredevil, issue six, start of a new arc. Uh, Chip Zdarsky just finished his first um, first story arc. The first five issues and now leading into the next one. That's a really solid series. God, it's so, so good. Chip Zdarsky is a great writer. Superman Leviathan Rising Special Issue 1. That's another big main event that's happening right now in the pages of Action Comics. And now it's its own um, um, event. Mm-hmm. It's its own miniseries starting up now in, um, in for DC. Brian Michael Bendis writing. Alex Maleev is writing, is drawing the mainline um, miniseries. I don't, miniseries, but I don't know if he is doing, is drawing the special as well. It's a weird interesting um series that's going on there x-men and the last one for uh, this week x-men grand design extinction issue one this is the final part uh this is the final um act in ed pisker's like retelling of the history of the x-men so this is going to be covering the stuff that's happened in the 90s up to what i assume now or the 2000s the fucked up like just storylines and timelines yeah and... I'm, I'm assuming like this is going to lead up to stuff like house of m and mm-hmm. um Oh, like Mutant Massacre. Oh, no, I think Mutant Massacre already happened in the last volume. But, like, stuff with, uh, you know, Wolverine's Adamantium getting taken out, Onslaught, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I'm really excited about that. And I'll get more into, like, more X-Men stuff later on in the year when Hickman starts his House and Powers of X. I can't wait for that. And now, the new little movies. segment. Yeah. Recommend we figured... Not, not really a new segment. Just, like, we, we just can't... Well, no, this isn't even a name. It's not even a placeholder name. We, we still haven't come up with a name. But it's yeah. weekly views, kind of. Not really. It's just been... It's just weird to add on these movies alongside the longer, like... The ratio between comics and movies I mean, in the, our but weekly But, like, the comics are, are really weird. recommendations, though. The comics are just... Co- comics are coming out this week. True. So, they may think that's But I recommend picks. them because the series it, are good. If anything, that's just weekly picks. That's not really recommendations. This is recommendations. I love that we're just, like, debating this We have to. Because there's a distinction. There no, is. No, that we're doing it live. I mean, Whatever. that's really funny. Whatever. Fuck it. Blue Valentine. Yeah. Blue Valentine, directed by uh, Derek Saint-Franc. I think that's his name. I think that's how he uh, you pronounce his name. I'm not French. Sorry. Um, it's... Um, same director who did The Place Beyond the Pines. It's a movie with Ryan Gosling. Was this uh, before he did Place? Yes, this is before. And it's a it's a, a tragic love story. I say tragic in the sense where it's just not... It's just not what you would expect. It's not the kind of movie you would want to watch on a date. Because it would just... Like, just... Bring you down as a person. Uh, it's starring Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. And they give 
you know, fantastic performances, you know, obviously. And it, it just really just shows the raw sense of like just like the rawness of like how love could be and like just the real the real uh the real just i guess struggles that people go through in a relationship but they just choose not to face in a way like it's very it's very real it it really just pulls back everything and just and just show you what you know what what love can become oh shit no it's fine it's fine Fine? okay all right But yeah, it's a, I'm not going to go too deep into it. I really do recommend people watch it. Uh, what kind of movie do you describe this being? Is this like a thriller-like place or no? Oh, no, no. This is a love story. A love story. Oh, This is a love story. Did you not hear what I was saying? <laughs> no, the thing is like, you know, knowing Derek Seinfeld's like work. It's just a very, know, it's just a very like real. Something like different or something like a little bit more sinister. It's it. different. No, it's different in the sense where it's just a very real love story. Interesting. And it's just go and it's just, you just feel bad. What year did that come out? I want to say like, all right. So definitely, so like a mid two thousands movie. Hold on, it definitely came out before Place. Is what you said. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. Oh yeah. wow. Twenty ten. Okay. Place beyond, uh, Place Beyond the Pines came out in uh, twenty twelve. So not bad. Um, I read. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. And your movie. So yeah, I recommend for this week uh, Fences. On um, I I found it on Hulu. It's expiring soon. So. Sooner you could find the sooner you hear this, you know, make time to watch it as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. I don't know where else you could find it. I think it's on Amazon Prime too. I found it on Hulu. On um, yeah, a few years, it. it'll probably be like a Criterion collection. Probably, thing. I don't know. Maybe that'd be really nice. Uh, Fences was directed by Denzel Washington. This was his. Uh, I think this was the first movie he's directed. Um, he co-wrote it with August Wilson, who is the who is the playwright, playwright of the the original of the title screenplay. you know yeah of the title of the thing the film which shares the same title fences it's about a dad who is kind of going through a bit of a midlife crisis in the i want to say like it's like early 50s in brooklyn right late 40s around there no it's in i think it's in chicago oh it's i thought it was new york city. yeah when, no. I first, when i first saw it yeah it kind of looks like like old school new york but i think it's in another place i can't remember the time the setting but um he plays a father who is kind of going through a bit of a midlife crisis he was an ex-baseball player who was sent to jail there's a lot of social commentary about race and um you know what it means to be a father what it means to be you know a man essentially it's basically it's it's basically denzel's tour de force in as an actor one of his best performances he's a really good he's really good in that film but i want to say you know for me personally, I think Viola Davis steals the show. I mean, she steals. She gets the Oscar. Yeah, she's the one who won the. She's the person who won the Oscar for this that year, and she deserves it wholeheartedly. Just wholeheartedly. powerhouse performances from both. So of them. so good, but then the rest of the cast is pretty good too. You know, like the the stuff that happens with his other sons from other mothers. Yeah, you know, like there's a lot of dramatic tension that happens throughout this film, and it's it's so interesting. The dialogue is so sharp and so like lively. You know, it's it's like, it's it's like full- Aaron Sorkin. It's just back-to-back ping-pong dialogue. Aaron they just Sorkin, always bounce off each other. Aaron Sorkin in the sense that, like, it has its own distinct voice. Yeah. You know? And it, like, don't, it has its own style. Like, just the way, like, they, they speak. Yeah. I think I like movies that are essentially kind of st- stuck in one setting. You know, more for or less like part. a play. Yeah. For the most part, it's stuck in, like, one setting in, in the, the house. house. Yeah. But, like, I like that because it's just... It kind of shows how... I don't know. I like translating a play like that into the big screen because it shows Make you it know, just like the play. character work and just makes it more like makes it more constrained. But you get time to just live and be with those characters. You mm-hmm. know, I like that a lot. I highly recommend Fences. It's a really good movie. 
I think that's that's it. I think that's no, about it. Know. Yeah. Um. I mean, like we we didn't really get like we got a couple of questions. I mean, eh, we can Game save it for next week. Yeah. I mean, like we got a question about Game of Thrones, but like we we kind of already went over that. I mean, I and we got like a few more questions. We can save it to next week. No, let's just save it for next week. I'll just have them for unread. We'll just pile that. We'll just pile those up. Yeah, and we'll just one long email segment. Yeah, I got. It. That's good. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Thank you though for people who sent the questions though. Thank really you for everyone who's it. listening and everybody who's listening. That's true. That's true. For those for those of you who actually like <laughs> listen to the podcast like all, all the way to the end, I, we very much appreciate it. Yeah. Seriously, I think it's a. Uh, I think that is about it though. Well, I gotta go see Detective Pikachu in a couple minutes. So yeah, I gotta go. I'm I gotta go do shit too. Yeah. 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 What what what? what you wanna where, go see Detective Pikachu with me? Huh? I'm gonna go see Detective Pikachu with me. I actually have to go to the mall. Oh really? Yeah, it's to buy clothes. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. I got some clothes on Forever Twenty One the other day. I think I might go to Forever Twenty One. They have cool they stuff. Have some, really good shit. Sometimes. Did you did you stupid. like that shirt I put in the group chat or no? Which one? The somebody said it was a mustard colored. I got the one with the 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 ice cream cone. Yeah, it's ugly. Oh damn! I'm sorry. I liked it. <laughs> I'll make it work. <laughs> sure I'll, I'll try my best if it works work. it works yeah i liked it i thought it was nice it was on you? sale we could find me we could find me <laughs> you could find me at summer Owl cruise on twitter where can we find you at vic manuel cava on twitter and you can find us at american nerds on instagram on instagram where we post and we sometimes ask for questions sometimes we just post randomly sometimes yeah. we just yeah uh, tweet. we're not even gonna mention we don't Fine. even we don't even tell each other when we post stuff yeah, uh, honestly, that, it just I, happens. I, I, it was nice that you posted the episode one anniversary thing because yeah. I completely forgot about that. Special menace, yeah. you know. Oh, it was playing yesterday too while I was working. Where? Huh? Oh, at your job? Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to see that movie. <laughs> thing is, okay. You know what the weird thing is? I hate two more than one. Yeah. Just but because it's just trash. Two is garbage, but like one, you know, it still has good stuff in it. It's like nice garbage. Yeah. You know what it is? Like, it, if I could compare it to food. This is, I'm saying this as we're playing out right now. If I can compare it to food, two is like, two is like somebody spat on your shake and one is like if your shake had a hair in it. American nerds. Yeah, take care of you guys. <laughs>